0: So stupid
1: It's positively brilliant The Brilliant Idiots Podcast Yep Charlamagne the God Andrew Schultz We are the Brilliant Idiots Back for another week Of uh Brilliant Idiots shit Okay Let's not act like You don't know What the fuck we do here mm-hmm. Alright Um Andrew how was your week Uh It was good It was good. Did it it feel like Groundhog Day? Did it feel like a rerun of a bunch of shit you've been doing?
2: Probably. I mean, the days are all starting to blend together, but uh, I'm held together by this content. That's what's giving me a real schedule. Content. Yes, the content.
1: Break that down. So you have like a calendar? Like like you can tell the days apart based off content? Oh, of course. I know we're doing
2: Idiots on a Wednesday. I know we're doing Flagrant on a Monday night. I know uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're working on the monologue. You, know, got you Patreon for flagrant on a Thursday, so it's just like that's what creates the schedule for me. It's really interesting how it just blends itself in,
1: right? Like, there are no weekends.
2: So,
1: there are no weekends. Nah, you know I, I'm gonna be. I feel I feel the weekends. Only reason I feel the weekends because I get to sleep in. I actually right. got to sleep in this morning because, um, well, we're recording this on Wednesday, But mm-hmm. I guess we had a fucking tropical storm here. Yeah, you felt it. I, I shit, my Wi-Fi was out. I didn't even realize it. The whole really? Wi-Fi was in the whole area. But I guess it was a thing because I saw uh even Elvis Duran. Ha- happy happy belated. Today's his born day. Happy born day to Elvis Duran. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be uh, belated. But I even saw him say that his Wi-Fi was out. And I know Envy's Wi-Fi was out because he had to go to his office. So I don't know. I guess that's a thing. the thing. The fucking Wi-Fi was out. So he couldn't even do shit this morning. So
2: I went back to sleep. Hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on one second. There's just this bug in the room. I just want to get it out of the room. Don't
1: kill the bug, bro. I told you there was. Don't kill the bug. What kind of bug is it, man? Just, fly. just get it. That's it. Get it. No. Get a napkin.
3: Why? Pick the bug why up. Y'all toss it outside, flies bro. Right
1: Don't kill the bug. It's a fly.
3: Yes. Why y'all saying? Oh, now
1: flies fly. can get it. Now flies can get it. Flies get it's
3: it. It's a fly.
1: Now we get we get I get flies the fuck out of here. You know what you need for flies? You need the old school fly swatter that your grandma used to have back in the day. But they still sell those shit, man.
4: When you think about it,
1: when you think about it, those were the most disgusting weapons ever. Because all you would do is kill flies and it'd be blood and fly guts all over it. But didn't nobody ever wash no goddamn fly swatter? (laughs) That would be a fair factor challenge to kiss the fly swatter that's been sitting in your grandma's house for years. And by the way, the fly swatter is one of the most illest inventions ever. Because that shit Alex got in his hand, flies laugh at that shit. You think that? <laughs> hey, you think you' swinging that shit fast? Oh, bro, that, that fly night, night will night look going. at that shit and be like, "This motherfucker really think he' about to hit me with that?"
3: You know what I do though? I just you spray won't it. you
1: won't get near him.
3: I just spray the flies with like um, bleach or something like. That.
1: I Why never did that. I, do they have fly spray? I don't think they got fly they spray that like they got raided for roaches. But
3: look, you spray it, it's not gonna hit them on Magly, but it hits them slowly. Cause I've been finding I found like a dead fly randomly, like, oh I got him. Let's, is this no, My
1: bad. Let's slowly. start. Oh, there it is. Yo, yo. Yeah. Let's matter of fact. This is a great way to segue into positively brilliant or what a fuck. Hold on, movie. hold on, hold on. Let's start. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> why? Are no, we so- don't. We're not starting over. This is great content. <laughs> no, no. Listen, this, we, this is great content. Why this are doing you really just over.
3: worried about a fly? This, this is it's great
1: content. Let me tell you us. something. It's like the Breaking tell, Bad episode. <laughs> let me tell you something about the fucking fly, bro. Okay. The fly swatter is the last great invention that was made in America that wasn't made in China, bro. <laughs> the last great thing that the fucking Americans made that the Chinese, that's in America, that Chinese didn't make is the fly swatter. Really? That thing that Andrew, I mean, that Alex has in his hand, flies laugh at that shit, bruh. <laughs> flies see that shit coming and that motherfucker start moving like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. He's laughing at you, Alex. It's something he about the laughing. fly swatter, the way that the, 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 the net is designed too. with the holes in it. For whatever reason, flies can't see that shit coming, bruh.
3: Look at him. He keeps missing me. Just, no, no, just, kill he just killed that shit. No, you didn't. He's a
1: liar. He's a liar. He's a fucking liar. Murdered He's it. He's a liar. Murdered You're a that fly, bro. You bombed Iraq and there was no weapons of mass destruction yeah. there. You're fucking lying, Alex. didn't need Alex. one. No, oh, we didn't. need a little
2: paper. Nah. Yo, you killed that shit, Al. No, oh, you didn't.
1: Got... Oh, there's another fly as well. That's the same <laughs> fly. <laughs> don't try to...
2: That's the same oh, fly.
1: Now you fucking with y'all. He like, these New Yorkers don't know how to kill no goddamn fly. Yo. I'm telling you, I, listen.
2: I, first but, of all, I hate when Southerners do that shit. Anytime a New Yorker bad at anything, oh, New Yorkers don't know how to barbecue no fucking
1: steak. But New Yorkers a guy, don't know how to cross no fucking street. Listen, what is this, yo? Why is it because we're know, from New York? You think we all got flies up here? You know flies migrated from the South to New York because they realized y'all ain't had no fucking fly swatters? It was like, yo, they don't got no. They no migrated. Move. They have, they have, the they have fly- no defense against us in New York City. Look, Andrew about to use his hat (laughs) because
2: he told me not to kill him. I was going to scoop him up and I was going to take him out the fucking uh, room, dude.
1: Yo, the the fly is going to be sitting around with his boys tonight, drinking out of somebody's cup. Like, yo, man, you wouldn't believe what happened earlier. It was these two guys. It was this white dude and this Puerto Rican dude. Yo, they was trying to kill me with record album covers and hats. (laughs) And nothing worked. It was like, really? Yo, we got to go over there. What they had over there? A big cup of water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the big, <laughs> I'm telling you. What else did you see this week that was positively brilliant other than the fly swatter? Man. <laughs> I don't know, man. What about you? What was your positively brilliant this week? Um, I gotta give it up for the NBA. Why? I just like I like how they I like how they figured it out while other uh major league sports organizations haven't. But I mean it's it's a simple reason for that. It's, what the bubble? Like ba- yeah, basketball's just easier to contain. That's all. It's just mm. easier to contain, you know what I mean? Because all you need is a court, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you, and you get everybody in one place. You know, uh, the teams are smaller. It's like, what, 12 people per team. I don't know how many, you know, with coaches and everything else, I don't know how much people are actually on a team, but I think I read somewhere it was like 300 or a little bit more than 300. Right. So it's just easier to contain. You invite a few media people in, lock the whole shit down, and, and have tournament, tournament-style basketball. And it looks fun. It looks dope. I'm not going to find it. It looks like, it looks like NBA uh, 2K to do me. You, do you think that
2: the staff... So right now, nobody's in the bubble. Nobody's out of the bubble. Yes. Right? What do you mean? Nobody's in the bubble. Like the bubble, uh, nobody can go into the bubble. No one can yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. you're gotcha. just locked yeah. in and that's just whatever. It's this yeah. own yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. Do you think that the NBA players... Will start to try to have sex with the staff. that's working the bubble.
1: Mm. If they're smart, no. Um, has nothing to do with the bubble and everything to do with the Me Too Times Up movement. No, no need it, to get no goddamn. This really what? what
2: you just said. What? Yeah,
1: no need, no need. <laughs> These no are guys.
2: They're NBA players. They're getting their dick sucked before every game that they want. They got a chick in every different city. No you know need. What, I'm saying? To get, what about their wives? No, and not no need won't to get like, Me Too What in the about bubble. them? No need Wait, to you me think two in NBA players are 100% faithful? What about the single NBA players? First of all, 80 also, How do you get 10 different baby mamas? What does Dwight Howard have? Stop. He got 10 different baby mamas. 80% of the NBA is black. Black men don't cheat. So the ones that are not with somebody, are not in a committed relationship.
3: They just got to, who cares? Why do you need to have sex?
2: Why do we need to have sex? No,
3: why do you need...
2: Why this. do you need to have sex? Is that the right question now. you just asked? I'm with you right now. You don't need to have sex, but there's nothing you could do in the bubble. There's nothing going on. You can't even well, hang well, out with well, people it's, it's constant
1: basketball. Say what? It's, it's constant basketball, right? Constant basketball. You know, they're playing games. It's actually a good bonding experience, exactly. to be honest with you. It's like summer camp. Y'all are really it's, bullshitting right now. You don't it's, think that guys like are, are going to be trying to get their is. dick
2: sucked by the se- secretary of the hotel?
1: You don't think the cleaning lady before we come out?
3: So before, shot. before this was happening, what were they doing before? Getting they their weren't... dick
1: sucked, bro? You so prehistoric, bro? It's 2020, bro. <laughs> Why bro. Would I have to get my dick sucked by a woman? All <laughs> these men around here?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: Why do, why do I gotta shoot at that basket in 2020? Listen. First of all, you're, 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 you're not acknowledging hey, the fact all of the undercover... I don't under- even know
2: what <laughs> happened. <laughs> all, I, all, I gotta, all I gotta say is yabba dabba doo, bro. It's, I guess it, I'm gonna it, be
1: It's called setting a screen, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I set a screen. You're acting like in 2020, there's no undercover gay basketball player. They are in heaven in that ball. Oh, they're loving it. That's the dream, bro. Ba, 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 ba. I'm loving
2: it. That's okay. the dream. Yes, they yeah. are.
1: What are you talking about? So
2: do you think that they're going to take advantage of like some like bi NBA players, but like have never gone that way? Because oh, yeah, the yeah, NBA yeah, 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 yeah. is going gay in this bubble, guaranteed. No, uh, the, the gay
1: NBA player is getting it in. This is perfect. They're getting it in. Getting but do you think in. that they're
2: going to flip any straights?
1: I don't. It's not like jail, bro. I don't think it's. That I think bad. it's like jail. You
2: think it's I think jail. it's like
1: jail. No,
4: it's not. Nice.
2: What did Ellen say? She says it's the not same a, thing. It's not Shut a life up. sentence, yeah. though, dude. It's not a life sentence, but It's still, not a life
1: sentence. It, I don't think you even start contemplating that kind of stuff unless you get a life sentence, bro. You were going
2: from daily dick sucks to just guys. Okay, it's just guys.
1: What if your daily dick sucks with just Guys.
2: So now you're chilling. Nothing has changed. Your life you're is in, good. Matter of fact, you, <laughs> we should look at who's the most relaxed
1: in the bubble. If Yo. you really want to know, if you really want to know. Yo, if you, really out, Yo. Yo, if you Yo. a gay NBA player, you're probably sitting around like, Did I die of Corona and go to heaven (laughs) when you're looking around that bubble? 100%.
2: 100%. Taylor, I don't know why you're shocked to see this. Who's your favorite NBA player? Um, They could be getting their... Who's your favorite NBA player? He passed away.
1: Current NBA
2: player. Current NBA player. Why you got to make it sad? (laughs) The fuck, bro? Current NBA player. I don't have one. You don't like anybody in the <laughs> NBA? I
3: mean, they're cool, but I can't like name one off the bat. If you
2: worked at the hotel, would you be excited if you were single, hypothetically speaking? Your would favorite? I be
3: excited? Yeah.
2: All you're those one of nice like. Nice
3: looking bodies walking around you? Yeah. And you're one
2: of 10 girls, and there's all these guys filled with testosterone to the brim. I'm not a hoe. Who said know. you're
3: a hoe? What's that
1: got no to one do with you being a hoe? a hoe? Y'all could go on yo, a yo, wall. Yo, time, from out, a time pond. out, time out, time out. Don't talk to Taylor today. Taylor's all on right. one, yo. Taylor's on one. Yo, Chris was talking to Taylor. Chris said, Taylor was talking about Black is King, right? And Taylor was like, I fell asleep. So Beyonce, sa- I mean, Chris said, So you fell asleep to your queen? Taylor said, Why I gotta be a coon? Like, Whoa, <laughs>
4: Whoa, <laughs> what? Whoa <laughs> dude. Like,
1: what? what? Whoa, dude. Whoa, dude. You Yo, are-
3: his internet was going in now. Nah, and so he stop, said. Coon. Stop,
2: stop Andrew,
1: stop. Andrew specifically said to you, You're a one of 10 women. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. Of all of these different men, Mm -hmm. you said I'm not a hoe. What that got to do with anything? What does that have to do with it? Can
2: I tell you what it was, Charla? Because she started thinking of some hoe things. That's why. (laughs) That's why she started thinking of some hoe things, and they. I I, was not exactly like you know what it is. It's like when you come home late and your girl's like, "What
1: the fuck are you doing?" You're like, "I wasn't cheating." she's like wait I never asked you if you were cheating. I, was, I wasn't anyway I am, I am not looking at Pornhub. yeah I'm not watching no old women on Pornhub. what are you talking about yeah you just I'm, outed yourself so you was, were thinking of whole stuff
3: because
2: what else what's
3: the end of the question
1: Taylor? you, know, you, are, a, you, are, you are a you are a young t- Taylor you are a young black woman who can make her own decisions, I own decisions. Know. you are some if you are somewhere and it's a it's a smorgasbord of men to choose mm-hmm. from. And you choose to sleep with one. Even if you choose to sleep with two, that don't make you a hoe. That don't that make you know a whole. I know hoe. it
3: doesn't, but, but they're what? not they're going to try to treat me like one and not take me seriously. Why
1: not, just don't fuck don't fuck one of the duos. Don't fuck Harden and Westbrook. That's just a good point. Don't fuck people on the same team For don't, real. Yeah, don't fuck don't people Don't fuck people on the same team. Don't, don't fuck, fuck duos. Don't
2: fuck Also don't fuck twins. <laughs> don't fuck
1: Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, you, you got to Don't gotta, fuck gotta. Don't fuck Luca and and Porzingis. Yeah, that's all. You got to go different division, Eastern
2: Conference, Western Conference, back back and forth. <laughs> Yo, that's what you got to do. Say. For real, you can't keep the coochie in one conference. up. <laughs> that's that's you, the you, bubble you, rule. You're you gonna
1: fuck Zion and Brandon Ingram, and then come wonder on. why they call you out your name.
2: Yeah, come on. <laughs> Yeah, and, and another thing that you need to start doing is start, you need to watch that Beyonce thing so you can put some respect on yourself. Yeah. Because I was talking about you building a relationship with a successful man. Word up. I wasn't talking about no ho shit. You just, you just
1: jumped out there and volunteered the hoe yeah. shit. I ain't no ho. I'm like,
2: not oh, sucking everyone's dick. We we're like, we didn't ask you about dick Nobody sucking. said that. Nobody yeah. said that.
1: All I told you was that you are a, 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 a vibrant, a vibrant young woman who would have the pick of the litter there. Might even leave with a husband. You, you don't know. With a hu- you get married at Magic Kingdom. Mm.
3: I definitely <laughs> want <wouldn't>... not <laughs> yeah. In
1: Orlando, you might Yo, as well. This is crazy. We over here thinking nice, wholesome stuff about, about how you. you can get wifed up. And you just out here talk thinking about the trains that could get ran on you. That's the thing. That's the, thing. That's That's the, the thing with girls these
2: days. That's the thing with it's girls disgusting. these days is pro- projecting their sex nonsense on us and that's it's not disgusting. what we're about over no, here we thought you were gonna disgusting. have some conversations play a couple rounds of golf with Dwight I Howard not
3: stand you no doubt y'all won y'all won that round go ahead
2: it's okay. not a, it's not you know what it's not a game to be won <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's really not a game to be it's won it's not yeah. a game bro it's, <laughs> it's not, not a game. we're out here because so we care about you
1: so you don't like the new NBA format shows
2: not, it's not that I don't like it I actually think they re- did a really good job visually it looks mm-hmm. fine For me, it doesn't mean anything yet. Really? Like, I'm I'm seeing the games, and I'm like, what is it? It's, like, still the regular season. Like, what? Eh." Like, these games, to me, are, like, preseason. It feels like preseason. Once we we get into playoffs, I think I'm going to take it seriously. But these games, I could give a fuck about.
1: Yeah, they balling, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, they balling. I mean, I guess because they don't have anything to do but play ball, Mm. and they haven't played ball in months. Yeah. They they balling.
2: Yeah, they are going for it? Yeah, I think so. The one question I I have is, like, are you going to get the same... Effort from the players when without the crowd there that's like cheering them on, like you know, those moments when it's like Steph Curry is going crazy, he just hits four threes in a row and the crowd's erupting and everybody's losing it. Are you going to get those same moments without the crowd?
1: I would love to know. That's a great question. And I would love to know what is the percentage of crowd energy that people take in? And what I mean by that is when you're an NBA player, a certain portion of you, a certain percentage of you on that court has to block all that shit out, right? Yeah, And and you have to do that home or away because I don't think it's something you can turn on or off. Meaning like if you're on an away court and people are booing the shit out of you, you got to block that out. But if you're at home and people are even cheering you, you still kind of got to block that out just to perform and get in here. It's like, it's kind of like what my daddy used to say, you're never as good as they say you are. And you're never as bad as they say you are. So you don't really pay attention to either or. I wonder how much, what's the percentage of, 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 just crowd noise and crowd crowd energy, they block off and don't take in.
2: Yeah, or maybe it's something that inspires them either way. Like some people might get inspired by the booze. True. You know, and it motivates True. them. It's like, oh, I'm gonna lock this guy up now. There's no way True. he's gonna score me if everybody's gonna be booing me like that. You know, yeah, I can't I mean,
1: wait to give them buckets. But I, I will say the one thing that we don't give um any athlete enough credit for uh is because I think we don't recognize the mental fortitude it takes to be them. Um, our emotional fortitude it takes to be them. Cause I think a lot of times when we think mental, we think IQ. So you might hear one of these guys talking an interview and they may not be the most intellectual or articulate, but on that court or on that field, they have high levels of IQ. So I think that they have to go places in their mind that we don't go on a regular basis. <laughs> right. So I actually think not having the crowd will make for better basketball cause it's going to make those players have to dig deeper mm. into their psyches.
4: You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, or it could benefit
2: the mentally weaker players. Like the players that get nervous, the players that, you know, they uh, choke under pressure. Now they're not going to feel that same level of pressure because they're not going to be 20,000 people screaming at them every time they fuck up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The playoffs will be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens, man. I'm really excited to see what happens.
1: I am too. Um, Positively brilliant this week. What else did I see that was positive? You know what I
2: thought was positively brilliant? Um, I think the rock buying the XFL is positively brilliant because I think you could put that in the same type of bubble as you can put the, uh, as the NBA did, whereas the regular NFL, I I think it's too big to bubble. There's just not enough football fields in that close proximity to like lock everybody in. So there is a chance that if the NFL gets shut down, baseball might get shut down. All these different leagues might get shut down because Corona seems to be taking out players there's a chance that maybe the XFL is the only football that we watch this year, and then it could blow
1: the fuck up if they why bubble the, it. Why the fuck was the XFL so cheap? Bro. $15 Because I think, I don't know what you're buying. I think you're just
2: buying the brand name. I don't think you're buying anything else besides that. It's not like really? there's, like, what else is there to buy? They don't got a stadium. They don't have, like, a office. They don't have anything.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just yeah, buying yeah, the yeah, brand yeah.
2: of the XFL.
1: I was, um... <clears throat> that is that was a positively brilliant move. Uh, I, I think it's positively brilliant for what you just said. I didn't think about that. <clears throat> I was looking at it from the angle of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who used to be an employee of a owner who actually <clears throat> owned the X, XFL, Vince mm. McMahon. You know, when 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 the Rock used to be a wrestler, and so the Rock Vince owned the WWE and the XFL. I just love to see somebody come from that to putting himself in a position where now he's an owner of something like mm. the rock is, the rock has come up and become a boss mm. where he once was a worker. Right. And it, start, it started there. It started in the WWE. That's how the, the brand of the rock was built to become Dwayne, the rock Johnson, the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Now he's buying something that somebody he used to work for used to own. Yeah. I think that's dope. That's that's the kind of energy that I like. You know, yeah, it's um, kind of fire. It reminds me of the intern who becomes the CEO. Yeah, you know, and I think that the Rock, you know, learned business somewhere along the line, and and you don't see, you don't see wrestlers making those kind of moves. I can't think of too many WWE superstars who went on to become as successful as the Rock after wrestling. You know, I can't think of any. Yeah, who? who? Yeah, I, I I can't think any. So I thought that I thought that was brilliant on his part. Um, what a fucking idiot, man! I even hate to put put him in what a fucking idiot. Oh, because I I don't think, I think it's, it's it goes back to what I was just saying about ball players, right? Like just because they don't articulate well when they're in interviews doesn't mean that they don't have a level of genius. And I think it takes a level of genius to be your president, bro. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because the way he handles himself in interviews <laughs> is incredible to me. Yeah. And if it wasn't if it wasn't The Fate of America at hand, it would be the most interesting entertaining thing to watch. Because the things he says, I hate that I understand what he means. Yeah. When he's talking about coronavirus, and they're bringing up how many people died of coronavirus. Everybody took that one clip when he said, it is what it is. But in context, what he said made sense. what did he say? He said, play, I want you to play the we clip, Dwayne." right? We have What yeah. he said, it is what it is. 150,000 people died. But it's not like we haven't been trying to do everything to prevent that from happening, right? And so, when they hear you say everything's under control, don't worry about wearing masks. I mean, these
0: are people. Many of them are older people. Well, what's Mr. your definition of control? Under well, the it's giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How a thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's
1: true. And you have it is what it is. So basically, what he's saying, and I, and I feel like I'm a Gemini translator because I can translate Kanye, Donald Trump, and Little <laughs> Duval. I always know what those three are talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But he's essentially saying. Some things are just simply out of your control, and I'm not. And, I, and listen, I, I, there's plenty of people who say he could have done more to prevent these things from happening. I'm yes, I, I agree with those people because firing the global pandemic team in 2016 was just stupid. That's what that that's what stats for. Like you don't get rid of your insurance and then get in a car wreck and then get mad because they you know they won't fucking cover you or you got to come out of pocket to pay. Right. So he's basically saying some things are just out of our control. And we've tried and we have tried and we're tried and we're tried, tried, but 150,000 lives were still lost. Now, the debate there is what I just said. Did he do enough to prevent those 150,000? Let's just say for hypothetical purposes, yes, he did. 150,000 people still died. Whether it was 150,000 or 40,000, whether it was 40,000 or 20,000, there was going to be casualties, right? Mm-hmm. You just want to keep those casualties down to a minimum. Him saying it is what it is. It's not like we didn't try our hardest to prevent this from happening. I understood what the motherfucker was trying to say. What's hard to understand about that? I do.
2: What was it like?
1: He. Well, he was... I, I, I. mean, listen. Whenever it's whenever you got over one hundred and fifty thousand people dying, you can't just say it is what it is. Because if that was, if that was five of your family members who died in that, you wouldn't talk on it like that. that no, point. it'd be a complete tragedy. It'd be all That's what I'm saying. But, but so we, it sh- we, would should, be, we should look like that. It would be what it is. I have um, said. I know I've said that a lot this summer, you know, because I had two friends who committed suicide in June, and after a while, that is one of the coping coping mechanisms for it, right? You just got to accept it for what it is. Life is fucked up, man. Life is not fair. Yeah, <laughs> like life is not going to go your way. All the time. That's why I always say I don't believe in good or bad. I just believe in life being one long process Mm. and it's just a series of experiences. Mm. Some of those experiences are going to hurt. Some of those experiences are going to help. I think all those experiences you know, help you become who you ultimately are going to be though. Yes. Now, in the case of America, is there something to learn from this situation? Of course it will be. Do we see the lesson now? Maybe not. Maybe some of us do. Maybe some of us don't. Maybe we won't realize it till two, three years down the line. Maybe it's just a major fuck-up. And guess what? When major fuck-ups happen, things like this happen. People die. People get sick. Sadly, that's just... So I'm about to say, that's just the way that it is. So whether you're saying it is what it is, that's just the way way it 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 is.
2: But I understand. I understand when people are sensitive and they've they've had something horrible happen to them, they want empathy, they want concern, and maybe that's the role of a president. You know, maybe that's one of the things Obama was so great at or Clinton was so great at is that he could talk to the moment in a way that would kind of console people and make people feel more comfortable. And And that's why
1: I put him in the what a fucking idiot category. Right. Because all you got to do is show some empathy. He has no empathy. Trump doesn't have that gear. He is not... nice. He's kind of like...
2: Kanye, in the way he communicates, you know, like kind of, yeah. yeah, like like in a, kind of, okay, very similar, and, yes. and I mean that, I mean that in terms of, of a compliment and a diss, because if it's something that resonates with people that Kanye says, right, it's exalted. People love it. George Bush don't care about black people. <laughs> people talk about that to this day. He just spoke to the feelings, and I'm sure, I'm sure Trump has a million lines that are similar to that right? Which people are like, yeah, fake news. Yeah. Crooked Hillary. Yeah. He knows how to like market ideas. But if you're going to him and you're like, he's not the guy that you go to and be like, I'm feeling sad today.
1: He's going to be like, it's he's like, an old, he, yeah, like old, old school father. It yeah. is what the fuck it is. Man the fuck up. Man up. What do you mean you feel sad? What's <laughs> sad? What do you mean you feel sad? What's the makeup on. sad?
5: You guys don't think he has a responsibility as the person effectively in charge of the federal government for coordinating this country's response to that. You guys are just going to let him off the hook for that, and it is what it is.
1: Chris, you're not listening. Chris, Chris, I've been Chris, hearing I everything know. you're saying. And by Chris. the way, you ended it with just like how Trump ended it. You said it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> OK. Yeah,
5: that's Chris. Exact, that's what, what we're you're saying.
1: About, what we're saying is exactly what you're saying, Chris. Yes, as president, he Yo, should have empathy. He Chris has a responsibility. He has a responsibility to keep the temperature of the, the country down. But he's not capable of doing that.
2: Listen, Chris he's just not. wants division in this country, bro. We all know what side Chris is on. Chris oh, is on, working for the Chinese. <laughs> <He> <laughs> said, I'm on to his ass. Hey, Chris he said,
3: said, Bye, hey. boy to you, yeah, boy. bro." Chris, Chris, don't
2: think I'm not on Chris, to you, bro. That's yo, CCP
1: Chris. over there.
2: That's yo, Chris, CCP. Come about,
1: talk about. Chris didn't even mute. Chris got the fuck off all together. Wait, <laughs> he got off the call. He, he did? got off the call. Altogether. Yeah, because he knows who else was listening. <laughs> but Chris, is, he but knows Chris, who else was listening, bro. What, what Chris is is failing to realize. We're saying exactly what he's saying. He just said it in a much more articulate, intelligent, Chris, book writer-y way. Chris
2: wants that division, bro. You know no who Chris doesn't. is right now. Chris, Chris is sitting in a in a temple about one thousand stairs into the sky. Okay, above the cloud line, you got to walk up one thousand straight stairs to get there. And he's he's trying to stoke that division, bro. He's trying to tear us apart, tear this country apart. To benefit no. one place, Oh, no, oh, no, no, I man.
1: can't. Uh, th- th- there's nobody doing a better job of that than Donald Trump, though. And the reason Donald Trump is doing a great job of that is to what we're saying and Chris is saying is because he doesn't know how to bring people together. He just doesn't know how to do it. It's not in him. Like it's, he, like you said, Yo, he doesn't have that gear, bro. It's it's not only a gear.
2: It's a practice, right? If you're a business, you're a businessman or woman, Taylor. You have to appease the people that support your business. So he's just treating the, com- the country like his business, and he's appeasing his supporters. The customer's always right. It don't matter if the customer is a staunch, diehard you know, economic conservative or maybe a racist motherfucker who got Republican values. He is appeasing the customer. The
1: customer's always right. He don't I'm give a t- fuck about the competition. But, but I'm going to tell you what he fucked up, Schultz. Where's that? When you say it is what it is to 150,000 people, Bro, some of your customers got got died too. You know Yo, what I'm saying? Some I'm of your not, customers' not, relatives um, are dead as well. I'm like not, what,
2: what is it called? What am I saying? Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I'm not saying it's okay what he said. It was stupid. It was dumb from a PR perspective. Like, let's say that's, that's how you feel. Even if that's how you feel, you got to know better than <laughs> to say that.
1: He can't. This is a guy who doesn't listen to anybody. Yeah. He, he doesn't listen to any notes. I'm sure that he has people around him that prep him for this shit but he don't remember none of this shit. Like, so he goes with his feelings. Yeah. He's a guy who always moves off emotion, not strategy. And by the way, it's probably worked for him his whole fucking life for the most part. I thought that was John Lewis.
2: What's the John Lewis thing? I didn't watch the whole interview. What was it?
1: I'm gonna be out see, and here, here I go. Here, here you I go, Charlotte. Here you go. It is what it <laughs> see, is. Out. It is what time it time is. I'm go. for him to once say. again, once again, I'm playing white devil's advocate here. Hey, what, he hey, hey, about, hey, what he said about what he said about Representative John Lewis was all the way fucked up. But I didn't expect anything less. He's a petty motherfucker. He said John Lewis didn't come to my inauguration. Why didn't he come to the inauguration? because he doesn't agree with Donald Trump and Donald Trump's policies, of course. T- Trump is so petty that even though John Lewis is dead, mm-hmm. Trump is like, he didn't come to my inauguration. Now, Lil Boosie did an interview with DJ Vlad a long time ago. It was yeah. like maybe a couple years ago. Yep. And Boosie said, if I don't like you, I'm not going to pretend to like you after you dead. Interesting. He said, if I don't like you, he said, if it was F you when you was alive, it was going to be F you when you was dead. We say keep the same energy, yeah. But that was so, different. do we respect it? No. Was he wrong as the leader of the of the of the country? Yes. But as the human, eh, that's his right. If he don't, that's his right to say, yeah. "Yo, I don't rock with John Lewis. I didn't rock with John Lewis in the life." He said, "I didn't know him. I didn't know the man. Yeah, I didn't know the man. He didn't come to my inauguration. I know that much." So. I mean you knew get, him you knew him enough to know he didn't come to the inauguration. Because he's petty. He's the type of to keep names. Who didn't right. come? Who didn't come to my inauguration? Write that name down. i remember that in the future. Because by right. the way, he gave it up to Herman Cain. Even yeah. though he's the even though he's partly to blame for Herman Cain not being here no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. as a leader. You gathered all those people together knowing that the country wasn't ready for that type of congregation yet. This man caught coronavirus. This man passed away. Didn't wear no mask. Was on Twitter saying how, yo, we don't have to wear no mask. America's tired of it. Now he's not here anymore. That's Mm. why I don't, certain things I don't like. You can't play with certain energies, bro. You know, Mm. you just don't do that because you just never know. So Herman Cain played with that energy and he died from that energy. Mm. Trump gave it up to him. Trump gave him a nice long Twitter rant or a nice long Instagram caption, whatever it was, that he was mm-hmm. a great man in all of this because he knew him and because Herman Cain supported him. So Trump is really a guy that's like, yo, if you ride with me, I ride with you. If it's F me, it's F you for life and in death. Yeah.
2: It is interesting. It's like relatable in your favorite rapper, but it's not what you want in your president. Yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to.
1: Yeah. So then we got to think en- about- Hey, what- not even just your favorite rapper, you're just- idiot- When when you're in a position where you control the, the country- Yeah. And you're over the country, bro, you just can't move like everybody else.
2: Maybe we want our presidents to be fake and maybe Trump isn't fake enough for us and maybe that's why we get upset. Like we want our presidents to lie to us. We want our presidents to give us hope. We want our presidents to be almost like our parents when we're kids who are going to just tell us everything's going to be all right. We're going to figure out everything and everything's fine. And um, when we don't get that from our president, whatever
1: side doesn't get that gets enraged. I think, um, I think you're right. And I think we want that from everybody. This is actually a deep dive. I think, I think we want that from everybody. I think in order to get to that, that place of real healing, that place of real honesty, I have to start with the bullshit. Like before, I tell you that you did something wrong. I got to tell you how great you are. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got, that's just the yeah. era we live in. You yeah. might not receive it if I if 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 I if I if I just come out boom out the gate and I'm telling you yo you were, you were effed up for this and you were effed up for that and you were wrong for this yada yada yada. You might not receive it, but if I take that medicine, put a little sugar in it, and give it to you that way, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Remember when you was a kid and they take the spoon and you're, airplane, airplane, runway. I, you have to do that. You just do. People don't like shit straight with no chaser as much as we say we do. Hmm. Good or bad. Yeah. Good or bad. Don't tell me. Don't tell me, Like, that's why they sit you down and say, okay, I got good news and I got bad news. Which one you want first? Uh. That, the answer to that question really determines what type of person you are. Right. Seriously. Can you handle the bad news first? Most people can't. Nobody no. wants bad news. Nobody wants bad news. And
2: nobody wants... To be honest, like, we do want the truth, but we want it in a way that desensitizes us first. Maybe that's what you're saying, like, building them up. Maybe that's what you're saying. Like we want to be understood before we get the truth. Like, if you got to tell somebody who they are, you got to tell somebody some horrible news about something their feelings need to be acknowledged first. And that's something that Trump does not do. That's something that Kanye does not do. That's something a lot of just poor communicators do. And I'm not going to call Trump or Kanye poor communicators, even though I have, because they're exceptional at communicating certain things, right? Like if you listen to Kanye, you listen to Trump, you listen to certain people, they're just kind of funny. And they'll make points that some people might seem, uh, might say are like, brave to say because others wouldn't say them in that situation. So you kind of value that. But at the same time, if it's ever something that you're not ready to hear, you don't want to hear, it stings that much more because there's no filter whatsoever. There's no
1: chaser. You just got to take that shot straight. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> wow. Are they good communicators? I I, <clears throat> I think I they can't are. call them like all across the
2: board, but they have genius in their communication. Like you cannot deny There's genius in Trump's communication because he has all these words that we continue to use. It's great marketing. And you cannot deny Kanye's genius in his communication because he can stir shit up. He knows how to fucking rile people up. But I think anybody who is
1: anybody who is able to make you give a fuck about every word they say has to be a great communicator. Because Mm -hmm. whether you're breaking down those words to shit on them, or you're bigging up those words because you loved what they said, you're hanging on to every word. And I think great communicators make you know how to hang, make great communicators know how to make people hang on to every word. Yeah. And why do we hang on? I really don't know. In the case of Kanye, I think we hang on because there was a period where Kanye said a lot of things that people agreed with. And, and you got to think, Kanye's not just, you know, we're talking about interviews and rants and shit like that, but this is a guy who gave you Multitudes, I mean, a, a plethora of music. So it's a bunch of words that people live and die by from Kanye West. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's albums that have gotten people through. So he's a rapper. So as a rapper, th- your whole method is 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 uh, right? So it's, mm. you're you're giving people these words and delivering these words, and people hold on to them. And then you know when you did step out and do these rants, whether it was George, Bush doesn't care about black people, or uh, Beyonce's album was better than Taylor Swift, or just these verbal screams of consciousness, where you have seemingly spoke things into existence. You told people what you were going to do in the fashion world, told people what you were going to do in the sneaker world. You have enough currency out there with your words, right? Because that's really what we're dis- discussing, the economy of words. You have enough cachet out there with your words that people hold on to them. So I think in the case of Kanye, people still hold on because they're still waiting for that, that brilliance that we once knew. You know? What and about Trump, I- what about in the
2: case of someone like a Takashi 6ix9ine? Like, how is he so good at maintaining the conversation and maintaining a level of curiosity and what do you think that he does effectively
1: yeah I mean at this point and I actually actually posted this this morning I posted this this morning on Instagram Um, people would rather pull out the phone and record the car crash as opposed to saying something to a person that may prevent the car crash from happening. So let's not confuse hanging on to somebody's every word with people watching a car crash. Because if everybody is simply waiting for something bad to happen to you, mm. they're not paying attention to you because what you're what you're saying is so intriguing. So you
2: don't think there's any people mm. that are just like curious about him? Curious of how it's gonna end, yes. But if they watch the music video, they know that it didn't end in the music video. So they want to
1: keep. They want to keep justifying. <clears throat> they want to keep justifying what they already feel, which is something bad is going to happen to the kid. So you're saying they're following the story as it comes to an end. They're watching. They're watching the car waiting for it to crash. It's like this guy's drunk. He's got a mask on. Uh-huh. He's got his eyes covered. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. smoking weed. Yeah, yeah he's letting the car drive by itself. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time before he runs into somebody you know and what I'm saying
2: yeah no that makes sense and I think it's a good it's a good description because he's done an amazing job of garnering attention without quality and he even talks about the lack of quality right he has that Angie Martinez interview where he's like, my music's trash. I mean it's hot trash, but he has this amazingly like kind of humble, self-deprecating, you know, outlook on his, on himself. But he knows how to like garner and continue that attention. And you're saying it's part of the car crash. And maybe that's what we're all following. I guess. I don't know. But he found a way um, to monetize it.
1: I wonder, and you know, it's so interesting. We've always compared, you know, Takashi to Trump. Um, But I kind of see the same energy in both of them at this moment. And it's kind of like a drug dealer who knows he's about to go to prison. When drug dealers know they're about to go to prison, like when they know the feds is on them and they know that any day it could be over, mm. they just start wilding. You know what I mean? It's almost like, it's, 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 it's kind of like a cry for help almost. You know, it's it's kind of like a uh, desperation. Desperation has started to set in. And that's when they just start to really do and say anything. In order to survive, because they can feel those walls closing in, and you don't know how much time you got left. In the case of Trump, it could be ninety days, but I don't think he's leaving. So, right, you know, I think he's going to at least hold on till January. You know, I've been said this, I've been said Trump is going. I don't, I don't know how, but he's going to manipulate some shit in order to find a way to stay into that, stay in that White House. And I think it's the same with, with, with the dude. I think that he, um. He might feel them walls closing in. He don't. He may not. He he may not know how long he got, and he may not give a fuck. Hmm. For real, I'm enjoying myself while I'm here. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Maybe that's how he's feeling. Do you think people ever get to that state if they're not what? facing
2: like um, fatal illness? Like, yes. do you think they're actually, you think they're guys who are just like, look, I'm probably going to get killed within the next few years. So I'm a while out until that happens. That's
1: a, that's Absolutely. a. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I know plenty of dudes like that. Like, I mean, we know really? one. Really? Little Duvall is like that. And, 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 and. No, not only Little Duvall. Not- Little Duvall has been accepted that he could die at any moment. No, no. And, no. and- he he's accepts
2: that that's part of life for sure, but he's not purposely living crazy and
1: reckless. No, well, not 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 get. crazy and reckless, but he's living. He's clearly living his life out loud. He says it. I'm living my best life. Like, yeah, but he's not that?
2: trying to do. He's not like going out of his way to do things that will kill him. Like he'll he actually goes out of his way to do things
1: that will make he's him living. live longer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, he's living. He's living. I don't. And by the way, I don't think. I don't think dude is doing anything to get himself killed. He's clearly not. He's walking around with a hundred security guards. I'm just simply saying, if you know people are gunning for you. Yeah. Right. If you know people want you out of here, if you're not even sure, you don't know. You don't know what could happen. You're gonna live your life freely as possible.
2: All right, I got a question. He's signed to a label, right? And the label is works with him on like creating these videos and like marketing the songs and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We have to assume, right? Mm-hmm. Intimately involved in him. I assume there are other. Rappers signed to that same label, no? Yeah. So why aren't they coming at the label for supporting a snitch? And why aren't they coming at the label for protecting a
1: snitch? And enabling a snitch? Because I think they understand business. I don't think they stupid. They understand business. Like, why would the label give a fuck? Why would the label care if... But you're signed to that same label. So? It's business. So, So... so when it comes to business, you're okay to like be around snitches and that kind of stuff? Well, I don't think that they expect any of those executives to follow any of the same street codes that they do. Why right. would they? But they don't feel uncomfortable being like part
2: of a label that like is with snitches.
1: I mean, even if they did, what could they do? They're on the contract. Right. <laughs> so, so it's right. like, what could they do? Like what are they going to do? Demand a trade? Trade me to Def Jam. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they could Cameron <laughs> what, that what, shit. What,
2: what, wave me. Isn't that what like, Cameron well, did? Didn't he go in the building and just say, hey, I'm out. Didn't he go into Def Jam and like slap somebody around and say, I'm no longer part of this label? I don't
1: I never the heard that. Def Jam or something else? Wasn't there a story about that back in the day? I, I never heard that. But guess what? Even if he did, so what? You're under five albums. You got five albums. You can yeah. slap me up all you want.
2: No, nah, he got all out right. of it. He got out of the contract, apparently. <laughs> Probably because he turned in all his albums. I think he just pulled out a pistol. No. <laughs> Yo, look up the
1: story. I, might, I don't oh, think God, I'm making a damn, camera. Adam... Andrew 22? Uh. <laughs> Shit. God damn. You, I think, bro. You, you just you how you just make up a whole story about Cameron like that. I didn't make it up. <laughs> it's not Cam, is it someone else? Jesus Christ. I don't know. I've never heard that story. Noriega? I I I have no idea.
3: Well, you're talking I, about Master P when he said...
2: Nah, look it up. Maybe
1: is it one of them. Oh, <laughs> or, by the you, way. Or
3: Ice Cube, you talking about him being
2: upset?
1: Why? By, by the, the way, what? Positively brilliant, no-limit documentary, man. Listen, this is why... I mean, I'm just speaking for myself right now. Hip-hop is the greatest genre of music of all time only because there has not been a genre of music that transcends generations the way hip-hop has. Like, maybe I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm just speaking from for hip-hop and R&B is what I grew up on, so maybe it's different for me. Andrew, you might have, your your, your your parents might have grew up on rock music, and you might still be into a lot of these rock artists to this day. But I'm talking about the fact that Master P No Limit documentary can come on BET, debut at number one on BET, and be top, be number eight in all cable programming, in the top ten throughout for all, all cable, because people are so in to these iconic superhero-like figures hmm. that have come from this genre of hip-hop. It's 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 actually unbelievable. And, so and the, Master- the documentary's out right now? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's six parts. Uh, two parts aired last week. Um, two more parts aired last night, <clears throat> even though we're taping this on Thursday, so I haven't seen this week. But Master P, man, he's always been such an inspiration for me because he's from the South. So, you know, back in the day when you saw the Forbes list, you would see... Diddy and Will Smith and you'd be like, okay, you get it, right? But to see a guy from the South who wasn't shiny like Diddy or Will Smith, who wasn't polished like Diddy or Will Smith, but literally just had better business, probably than both of them, if I'm being honest, right? Only because the deal that he decided to take, Jimmy Iovine offered Master P a million dollars to sign. Master P was like, if this white man is offering me a million, I'm worth about 30 or 40. Mm. So I got I see I'm not doing. It. So he said, so Jimmy Iovine told him, "Yo, you leave this office, this deal's off the table." He left, right? Then he went and spoke to a lawyer. It was actually Michael Jackson's lawyer. I think he had to pay the lawyer just like 25 grand just to have a conversation with him, right? Wow. and Michael Jackson's lawyer was like, "You what you need to do is get a a pressing and distribution deal. You get 85, let the label get 15." So he went looking for a company that would give him that. And now that he has this knowledge, He's on for this knowledge. He goes into priority records. That's what he ends up getting. Then he ends up selling a little bit more to ownership. Like, I think it was like 5%. So he could get like a quarter million dollars just for marketing and promotion. So I think it was like, ended up being like 80, 20 or some shit like that. But either way, you're getting 80% of all profits. That's how he ended up on the fucking Forbes list. Right? And then to go in there and tell the label, look. Because he would say he was looking, doing the math. He was like, your album went platinum. Made $16 million. What if I put out one of these shit a week? (laughs) How much money would I make? Went into the office, telling the executives what he's going to do. The executives are telling him he can't do it. Master P said, I had to remember. I'm 80%. Uh, Y'all 20%. Y'all do what I tell y'all to do. So he said, he looked around the room and said, y'all think because y'all white, y'all right. He said, I'm putting out an album a week. Do your job. And that's what he did. That's how No Limit became No Limit. He put out a I, new album. He put out a new He put out an album every week for a year and I remember that. I hold was who was up. in an album An album but it was but it was different artists. It wasn't just Master P. Oh. So he had different artists putting out albums every week so a Silk to Shaka album, Mystical, Mia X, C Murder, Mac Fiend. Like uh, he had a different artist coming out every freaking week. And I remember that because the only reason you would go in there and buy that album is because of that tape. That tank was so strong at the time in the South. If the album had a fucking tank on it, No Limit, you was picking it up to see what was on that motherfucker. So Jesus. he had 52 different artists. I don't know how many he know, dropped that year, yeah. but it's close. He had a lot of artists, bro. And Because every time you would open up a No Limit album, inside the album cover would just be all the coming soons. And it, mm. Damn, you don't remember that? Oh, tell you, y'all. I don't remember Shit. that. I was yeah, like, I
3: don't. I I'm just learning about Master P. Like, I knew have you ever bought a CD, Taylor, from fucking, the
1: store?
3: Yes, I have brought a CD. I'm <laughs> being honest. I'm I don't it, it, How, how young you? do you think I am? Like, yes, I brought CD. How old are you?
2: Right now. I just continue the conversation.
3: I was just going to say that um, I always knew that Master P was a businessman, but I didn't know like the story behind it. That's bro. I love people
1: betting on themselves. That's and and that's why you should watch the doc. That's why the story is so.
2: I just loved his dance. Remember he would do that
1: shit. Bro, Master P had an amazing life that people don't talk about, man. Master P, fucking made (laughs) made (laughs) two and made. I don't know what the hell that is. You doing? (laughs) That's to make him say nah. Make him say (laughs) nah.
2: Make him say, nah, don't do that again. (laughs) Don't do that (laughs)
1: again. Master P was on two NBA preseason teams, bro. Remember that? He had a sneaker. Remember that ugly ass sneaker he had? He he did. He did, but he don't stop. And that's what he was on Breakfast Club this morning. That's what he was talking about. He was like, man, what you need is product. Product is what separates you from everybody else. Mm. That's what you want. You want to sell product. And he's right. Everybody that's filthy fucking rich sells product, bro. What do you think his competitive advantage is? Being from the South. But outside of that,
3: like, there's a lot of people that are
2: from the South, right? What Mm -hmm. is it that he is exceptional at? Like, some people succeed because they're amazing organizers. Some people succeed because they're visionaries. They're innovators. What is Master P? You've spoken to him. You've known him for a while. What do you think he is so much better than his competition at outside
1: of uh, um, rap? Let's say vision, uh, faith, faith in faith in God and faith in himself and, um, business acumen, you know, just, just being able to sit down and soak up information. Like sometimes, man, we He's have, not emotional uh, either. We, 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 what'd you say Taylor?
3: He's not emotional. Like he was saying that he don't let, um, his emotions kind of get involved in the business. Mm, if you don't, um, he's not gonna like what he said to Snoop Dogg, like don't mess with uh um, oh, yeah. do shit. Yeah. And then Yeah. Don't talk bad about him either though. Because
1: mm. Because he helped you.
3: Yeah.
1: He put you on, which is true. You know what I'm saying? Like even though but that, that goes back to, you know, people do something good for you, but it doesn't mean they're good for you. And I get it, you know what I mean? I'm I'm like I'm like that with, with people that I've that I've dealt with, you know, until they you know like like Wendy, I wouldn't I don't think I could ever speak bad about Wendy Wynn. Because she's done so much for you. Yeah. Even though she might have done things that are bad to you as well. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even, even, even with her husband, her husband only, you know, you push me to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you so busy out here trying to take my head off. But even still with that, I'm not going to go out of my way. The, the, to, to speak ill of you or go out of my way to the, to, the, to, the to wish harm upon you. God bless you. Do your thing. Right. You know, so Um, I think with P, I think it's the fact that he has faith in a higher power, faith in himself, a high business acumen, and he's a a visionary. Like, you got to be able to see things. Like, for real, when nobody else can see him. Right. Like, I can't explain to you why the the tank should be my logo. I can. I can be like, yo, most of my family was in the military, which P's family was, and we grew up off that military discipline. That's why I want to use this tank. Right? But you may not see the vision. Like a tank. Yeah, Hey, I, I don't fuck with the government. Uh, yeah, I don't fuck with America. It ain't about that. It's about the discipline that the army instills in you. It's about what that tank represents. That tank represents discipline. It represents having a foundation. It represents structure. It represents organization. That's what we're building here. Right? I can't explain that to you. I just got to show you. And um, I think that's what Master P did. I think even when he Said he he upped and went to Richland, California. I think that's where his 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 wife's family was from, or something like that. I I could be getting the story wrong. I don't remember how he ended up in California, but just knowing is certain places you need to be, and listening to that inner voice. As crazy as it sounds, because by the way, nobody talks to you crazier than you talk to yourself. Hmm. Salute! I, it's a woman, man. Her name is Neek. Salute to Neek. Neek. Uh. Was the music director at Hot One Hundred Three Point Nine in Columbia, South Carolina? I've told this story a million times. Wrote about it in my book. Neek, me and her was sitting in the studio having a conversation one day, you know, just talking about what's next for us as far as radio and things are concerned. And she was just telling me about signs, and you know, she was like, "Yo, you might, you might leave here right now, and 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 the first license plate you see, that's that's right, that's where you may need to be, hmm. right?" I'm like, "No, I take it in, get in the car, jump my little Honda, goddamn Civic." right? I'm driving. And I had forgot about it. And then I thought about what she said, so I just looked to the left. Saw all lights played. Lights played said New Jersey. Like, oh, shit, New Jersey. But I'm like, ain't no fucking radio stations in New Jersey. And then my mind goes, New York. New Jersey and New York right by each other. Immediately, I dismissed the idea. I was like, nah, that'll never happen. I'm in market number 98. How the fuck am I going to make it to market number one? It don't matter how the fuck you're going to get there. Do you see the vision? Do you see what I'm trying to show you? whoever that is, God, the universe, whatever you are. Do you see what I'm showing you? I ain't ask you to worry about how you going to get there. I'm trying to get you to see the vision, trying to get you to see your fucking future. I will handle the rest. I just need you to go put in the work. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of things, man. Yeah. Straight up. Get that vision and you talk yourself out of it. Like, nah, I ain't going. How the fuck? I'm not going there. I'll Shut up, whoever's talking to me in my head.
2: There's probably people listening right now. It's like, yo, why don't I get these little signs? Why don't I get these little visions? I I don't know if because you a fuck nigga. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I believe in you, whoever you are.
4: I feel like his, neck, his
3: head
1: Yeah, he really head leaned head. into that one. He really leaned
2: into that. He. Charlemagne really leaned into that. Not Andrew. Hey, they'll be that like, around 43, 43, 2016,
1: by Andrew Charles Charlemagne yelled out.
2: Charlemagne F- said, said that. Charlemagne the God, while I listened. While he's I listened to that to word. Like I was subject to that. Else. I don't know who he was yelling yeah, at, I was like, <laughs> but... That person felt it. If he's listening to it, that person knew exactly who he was talking about. Because I felt it a little bit. I felt it about. I felt it about three out of ten. I'll be honest you. felt it you felt until I got to the end. I, yeah, like, well, I, I don't, disapp- I don't know if this honest, applies to me. I'll be honest with you. I felt the whole thing, bro. I felt it all the <laughs> way, way right. through. I felt it all the way through. That's
1: right. That's right. That's that African DNA in you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's that black magic, bro. So, in all seriousness though, I think sometimes there's people who are like, well, why don't I see these signs? I see that kind of stuff. I don't know if things present themselves as signs as much as people who believe in themselves see signs in everything. And I think when you believe mm-hmm. in your ability to do certain things, when like you that. believe in your ability to like achieve your dreams, mm-hmm. you see a license plate and you see more than New Jersey. You see New Jersey, which is the place next to New York, which is where you should do radio. And if that was a sign, that's a convoluted ass sign. You know what I mean? If God's like, yo, I want you to be in New York, so check out this fucking Patterson, New Jersey license plate. No, I'm going to tell,
1: <laughs> con- <laughs> tell you why it's not a convoluted sign, right. though. Because, you know, you're a joke writer, mm-hmm. right? You and your team can be sitting around writing, and then one thing Right? Trigger's the next, for sure. Trigger's something else. For you know, sure. takes you in a whole nother direction. You're like, oh, shit. And next thing you know, you done put the whole thing together. So that's Absolutely. what it was. You see that sign, it says Jersey. Next thing you think, Jersey, ain't no radio station in New Jersey. Well, New York is right there in New York. Oh, oh. Never. So, so boom, the puzzles, the whole puzzle starting but to come I think, together.
2: But I think what happens is when you believe in yourself, you start to see those puzzles. You start to see the pieces. It's no different than, like, when you get a new car, all of a sudden you start to see everybody else who got that car. And before yeah, you yeah, got the car, yeah. you don't ever see the Acura, right? Yeah. And once you have an Acura, you see Acuras everywhere. Like, if you're a girl, right? You buy a new skirt, and then all of a sudden, you see every single chick on Instagram got that skirt, or you're walking down the street. You see you see more people <laughs> with the thing that you yes. have. And you're like, oh, my God, why like you wearing Taylor. the same fucking thing? Taylor got with? the
1: African earrings because she saw Taylor Rooks with the African chain um in the Breakfast Club I interview a couple true? days First ago. First of all, Fighter.
3: I've been had this. Don't even try it.
1: Never seen him. <laughs> point is
2: seen you. point is is like I've because I've been trying to understand like why is it that I guess and I'm saying maybe Matt Master P looks at things like this, you probably look at things like this, I look at things like this, and it's like every situation is is an opportunity if you see it in that way. You know, like I think a lot of people, what happened with the pandemic is, you know, they're like, oh my God, we can't go to comedy clubs or we can't go into the radio. We can't do anything. We got to shut everything down. And I know a lot of like my colleagues, they just moved into their parents' place. They went back home. They're chilling. They're doing nothing, waiting for shit to come back. And all of us at the studio were like, oh, it's go time. It's go time. We got an opportunity. This is an opportunity. This is not the opportunity to sit back, relax, and do nothing. This is an opportunity to go
1: hard when everybody else might just be relaxing. So maybe, yeah. Maybe believing in yourself um, gives you vision, and maybe not believing in yourself blinds you. Oh, 100%. You know what it, I'm saying? That shit could be right in front of you, and you yep. will not see it because you don't believe in yourself to be able to. You got your head down, you're moping, you're not paying attention. That's why Tupac said, keep your fucking head up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keep yeah. your goddamn head to the sky. Like, for real. Like, I, um, I, uh, yeah, it's hard to explain vision, bro. and. I can't do it anymore. And the reason I can't do it anymore is because I'm the type of person that likes to... I'll say something. I'll be like, yo, this is going to happen. Yeah. Or or that person is next. The only reason you might remotely catch me explaining it because we got a fucking podcast and we got to fill an hour and a half. (laughs) Other than that, I wouldn't wouldn't care to explain shit to y'all motherfuckers. I'd just rather show you. I'd rather say it. And then see it happen. And then when it happens, it happens. Yeah. You know, because what happens when you have belief in yourself your vision opens up so much that, bro, you really do start seeing what, what could happen for everybody else. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like, that's why That's why the person, people think that the, uh, the, the, the person that has success is the person that people go to. It's like, no, the person that people go to is the person that can see things that you can't see. Yeah. You know how many people around me see things in me that I haven't seen in myself that mm. have gotten me on the path that I'm currently on? Right. And that shit don't be having nothing to do with radio don't have nothing to do with TV. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are people that have definitely seen those things and be like, damn, could I do that? Right. Like, like you have to be that kind of person. Can you see something in somebody that they can't see in themselves? Can you see something someone is doing and be like, yo, you know what that person really should be? Yeah. They should be doing that. Right. And guess what? The person that you're talking about has to believe in themselves or they're not going to believe you. Yeah.
2: That's they have to just believe that their up. ideas are good. They have to believe their ideas can be successful. I remember uh, something that Duval said to me once, and it's something I always remember. It's uh, If you can't change the situation, change your perspective. And that is what I take into everything that could ever happen in my life. That's I right. cannot change the situation, change perspective. I cannot do stand-up comedy right now. I could just fucking be angry and bitch about it all day and whine on Instagram about how much I miss being on stage or I could find another way to tell jokes or I could you've find reached, another outlet, reach Andrew, even more people.
1: You've reached more people Facts. in the past four months than you have in your whole career. <laughs> like, like it's not even close. But I wouldn't even right? be here
2: if I didn't have that idea, right? I, and I think that I gravitate towards because it something I have in me already, but he articulated it so well. So now when I see this thing happen, when I see stages shut down or even anything, it could be anything with podcasts, it doesn't matter what it is. My mentality is not to go, oh, how fucked
1: are we? My mentality to go is how can I take advantage of this? Let's talk about it, right? Yeah. I like, I like celebrating my people. Let's talk about it. Cause Andrew did something that for years, I never understood why comedians didn't do hmm. because I always, and, and, and you know, comedians tried to explain it to me over the years and, I just always thought that was whack. First person I saw do it was Kevin Hart, right? Right. And what that is, come out with new material all the fucking time. Right. I I used to hear comedians say, oh, well, you know, I've, I took me years to do this hour set, whatever, whatever, yada, 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 this and that. And I'm like, rappers write raps all the time. Right. Authors write books all the time. Like, all of this shit that's happening in the world every day, I listen to comedians. I I, I Y'all funny all the time. Right. Why can't you go out there and give some of this shit out all the time? Andrew, you did that. You said, fuck it. I'm going to start giving some of this material away. First, it was cutting up your stand-up specials. Then it was, man, let me sit down and break down some of this shit that's happening during the week and just throwing it out there. you know how many comedians are scared to death to do that shit, bro?
2: Man, they should be. It's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work, bro. What's What's (laughs) easy? Tell me what's easy. Nothing. What's work? Nothing good is easy. Okay. I will. I will be honest. Nothing good is easy. But uh, but no, nah, it is. It is a lot of work, bro. But yeah, just it's a lot of work. Flip. But it's
1: effortless for you. Thank you, man. It's a lot of work, but it's effortless for you. Deepak Chopra talks about the law of least effort. the The most effortless thing for Andrew Schultz to do is make a joke. I appreciate that. That's just the truth. Like, yeah. that's, your, that's your thing. Like I guess that so so even though it is a lot of work to sit down and do, mm-hmm. the easiest thing for you to do is make a joke. Yeah, we actually try that. to get you to stop making jokes that's about true. every fucking thing yeah, all the that, goddamn that, time. Because you take something serious just fucking once, Andrew Schultz. Please I gotta, I gotta shout right. out I gotta shout out my guys,
2: man, who uh, do the to sh- do, do the monologue with me, Alex Media and Mark and Robbie. And Miles, you know, just for putting in the work every single week because that shit is a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of angry girlfriends. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you.
1: Well, don't There's think a lot
2: for of one angry second. girlfriends hey, over
1: here, bro. We got
2: pissed hey. off wifeys.
1: Hey, don't think for <laughs> one second I'm not offering y'all some goddamn money to come in my writers room. <laughs>
2: We know we got
1: because, you. We you know we got you, bro. Because motherfuckers talk about diversity in the in the writers' room. We got to right? have some white boys in there. I, I got. I got that. I need some wild ass white boys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I need. I need some wild ass white boys that are in here challenging. I'm. You know, I'm not even joking when I say this, bro. I need. I need enough of everything, and I want this to be a lesson for everybody. You need enough of everything. To keep you centered,
2: yo. Can I explain some shit to you, bro? And I mean this sincerely. And this is why. And I, I'm not saying this as like some like liberal talking point. I promise, I am not. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this as someone who is has experienced writing these monologues every single week. When you have a diverse group of opinions, you have a better product. The yes. fact that these writers' rooms for these shows could only be one group of people explains to me why they always have one opinion yes the reason why our shows or these monologues that we're doing is so good and they're the best I believe they're the best monologue in the world right now hands down the reason why is because we go through person after person different types of people different experience we're on the phone we're doing more research than we are writing jokes so that we can get to the truth of the point of the point how all these late night shows are just a bunch of white dudes. How they do, it's like how SNL is just a bunch of white dudes. Well, now they've diversified SNL more, but like, it's mind boggling to me. Why you wouldn't want to have different opinions because it makes the joke better. It makes it more nuanced. It makes it more specific. Do you know know, what I'm saying?
1: In order for everybody. First of all, I like moderate. I like center Mm -hmm. because I don't think that there's one thing that's too much this way, this much to the right. I don't want to just be to the left. Mm. I want to take it back now, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I want to do one hop this time. Right foot, let's stomp. Left foot, let's stomp. Cha-cha real smooth. That's all I want to do. I want to cha-cha real goddamn smooth. And the only way you can cha-cha real smooth is if you go to the left a little bit, go to the right. Mm -hmm. All right, take it back now, y'all. And then you come back to the cha-cha. That's all I want to do. I want to cha-cha real smooth. And I promise you the world would be a better place if everybody knew how to goddamn cha-cha slide. Yo,
2: you know why? Is because when, at least when I believe, when we were younger, the left and the right were like this far apart, right? So the space in between was small. So it was easy to be left and it was easy to be right because they weren't mm-hmm. that far apart. Now the left is here and the right is here. You know right? why? So, so the space is huge in the it's middle. Huge. So the majority of people are in the middle. When we make these pieces, we're speaking to the middle, which is the most reasonable way. Which is of the most?
1: It's, it's it's the people that just use a little bit of logic. That's it. Speaking of logic, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to him soon. But it's just a little <laughs> bit of logic, a little bit of object objectivity. Yeah, like some, people who some aren't trying to people. Empathy. Hey, but people who aren't trying to be right, mm. they just want to know what 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 the truth is That's to a it. certain extent. And I'm not even saying that everything I say is the truth. Everything you say is the truth. All I'm simply saying is that when you have everybody fighting over power, you never really get to the point. Because mm. everybody's just fighting over power. It's not the about, left the to, it's le- about the point. It's about the power. It's about the power. It's not about the point. Mm. It's not about actually getting to a level of understanding. It's simply about, no, I want power. My side is right. We need the power. We need to- it's, it's a tug of war. Everybody's tugging, 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 tugging when the actual point to the matter is in the middle. And you know who suffers when it comes to Government, when that happens? The consumer. The fucking people. The average person. that yeah. average
2: fucking because person. if you look at, like, our political views, like, if you look at the politicians that represent us right now, they're, they're catering to the extremes. You got Trump, regardless of how you feel about Trump, he caters to the extreme. Absolutely. And Biden, I don't know who the fuck he caters to. I know a lot of people catering to him. <laughs> if this yeah, guy is even still alive. But you have... Like a Bernie Sanders, who's even, who's possibly you know close to becoming president, is represents one extreme of the political system. Where is this center? Who's the you guy your- or girl in the middle who's just fucking reasonable? They're not there because everybody in That's the center is it. afraid of talking because if they That's say the it. wrong
1: thing, they get consumed by their party. Chris, Chris, you was talking about this last night. You had a good point to this. Ad, ad, Chris, jump in.
5: I mean, wouldn't you argue that Obama was essentially a centrist, but was was seen as radical because of his race? I think Obama was, if anything, a little right of center.
1: He was. I agree. Obama was absolutely a centrist, and and, and they they
5: radicalized him because of his skin color.
2: Of course, but when you also look at Obama, you look at the people that came out to vote for him, and you see a lot of people cross the aisle. Yes, you saw a lot of people, and they crossed the aisle because they felt that they were represented by him. He's reasonable. He was. He's logical. Same with Clinton. He was objective. Clinton did the exact same thing. You saw a lot of people cross the aisle for Clinton back in the day.
1: I don't right? remember Clinton. I wasn't, I mean, I was, I was old enough, but I wasn't giving a fuck back. Well,
2: Bill Clinton ousted Bush. I mean, it's hard to win the presidency when you have an incumbent.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's like, who was, I, th- I believe fresh off a of war. Didn't Bush go to war?
5: Yeah. I mean Biden is essentially a centrist if we're being honest. Yeah,
2: you're right about that. He is but you just don't know anything about Biden's
1: policies. You just not Biden's sure what the fuck. Biden leans is going very on
5: conservative to me,
1: but I guess I guess he's a centrist. I mean Obama and and it's funny cuz I was just having this conversation with somebody this weekend. If if those people who listen to Fox News actually didn't listen to Fox News but actually listened to President Barack Obama, they'd be like I like this guy. This guy, like he's he, he he he's he's more in tune with us than than we yeah. might be we might be thinking. Just because he goes he's black. to war, he kills tons of Muslims. Bro, he didn't believe in gay marriage until yeah. his second term.
2: Didn't believe in gay marriage. <laughs> like, he's what are we talking about? hard as fuck on immigration. If you just said those things, Republicans might be like, "Yo, this is the dude." But he's willing to listen to everybody. Now, here's the thing about that: being a president that's more centrist does not get you remembered in history. It gets you appreciated, in my opinion, it gets you appreciated in the moment, but in history, you end up letting down both parties, so they kind of look back and you go, oh, well, he didn't do enough for us, and then the other party's like, oh, he didn't do enough for us, whereas a guy like Reagan who Democrats look at and they go, oh, fuck, man, this guy completely screwed us over. Look what he did to black neighborhoods and putting drugs in the communities, et cetera. And then you have Republicans look at Reagan and go, he was the, he was the consummate conservative professional. He was a true president. I'm a Reagan conservative, et cetera. So for longevity, maybe it's better to pander to your party. But for now, mm. to take care of your people now and to make the people happy now during
5: your presidency, maybe it's better to be centrist. Mm. You think that's off, Chris? No, I mean, I think the problem is when there are centrists, we still treat them as radicals is the problem. And I I think Obama is the perfect example of that. Like Obama, I have, you know, he's not left enough for me, but to the right, he was a radical. He was a communist. He was an agent. He was born overseas. So it's like, I think. You know, ultimately, I'll take a centrist right now. My preference would be to go way left of that. I'd take a centrist in a heartbeat right now because I think we have to center of the ship.
1: Yo, yeah, here, I just I just want somebody that listens to everyone. Charla, here's a question. Mm-hmm.
2: How much should we sacrifice in our presidential in our presidential selection? Like, I understand we mean? should be selfish in who we choose to be president of the United States, mm-hmm. but should we also be selfless? So should we also go? Okay, I don't really care about this thing, or I or this thing doesn't. This issue doesn't matter to me, but I understand it really matters to these people, and I can support this guy who's
1: looking after them. How much well, can I mean, we, do we sacrifice in our decision? Is what I'm trying to say. Well, it depends on what position uh, uh, you're in in life. Like I've I've always said, you know, vote my interest. I'm gonna vote my interest, and my interest happened to be, you know, black people. I'm just I'm just honest about that. you yeah. know? and 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 I care about. You know the the, the economic equality uh, of, of 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 black people, but if there's something that um, can benefit other oppressed and marginalized groups, just anything to help people. Like it don't even matter. Like if if something is going to help, and I see that there's somebody who can get in position and at, implement some policies that's going to help people, hey, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I don't wonder. If,
2: I wonder if that like
1: if, if if Trump had a if Trump had a universal health care plan. Yeah, our universal basic income that I know immediately would impact this country, right? And and help people. I would be like, yeah, what rock if, with that. What if we like educate? I don't know if I'd vote for him. I don't want to tell. I, I
2: don't want to tell people how to vote, but like, what if we educated people on the expectation of voting? You know, like one thing I'm always trying to manage in my relationship is expectation. You know, like if I tell my girl oh, I'm going to be available all week and then I'm not. She's going to feel way worse than if I tell her I'm not available all week and then all of a sudden I become available a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. the expectation I set. So if we tell people, hey, your president has to agree with every single thing that you want and then they're a good president, the people will always
1: be let that's down. True. Maybe yeah, that's Maybe- I mean, that's bullshit. But, you know, now, but like, you know
2: what I'm saying? Like, maybe yeah. we should tell people like, yo, have the things you really value and choose the president that's going to touch on those things, but understand- he's not going to be perfect or she's not going to be perfect. There's going to be some things that y'all disagree on, and that's okay because there's 300 fucking million
1: people in this country. Yeah, I mean, they do it all the time when they vote these bills. Whenever you talk to somebody about who voted for the 94 crime bill, if you ask Bernie Sanders, you voted for the 94 crime bill, disproportionately impacted black and brown people, or you say to Joe Biden, you wrote the 94 crime bill, the first thing they'll say to you is, there was so much other things in the bill. Mm. There was violence against women acts, and there was this, and there was that. So they were willing to make the sacrifice in regards to black and brown people being disproportionately impacted by this bill in order to lift all those other things up. So yeah, they do it all the time, so why shouldn't voters? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, know They're willing to make those sacrifices and vote for things that they specifically want, so why shouldn't voters? Fuck yeah, I'm with that. I wonder if we'd be happier if we looked at it like that. I really wonder if
2: we just go. All right, listen. What I care about is these two things. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like single issue voters. They 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 believe that abortion should be illegal, and whatever candidate is saying that they're going to get rid of abortion, they're voting for them. They don't give a fuck about anything else on the platform. And I don't think that that's. I don't know if that's necessarily smart for like the greater good of America, but I wonder if their expectations of their candidate. Are far less, and therefore they're much happier as long as they try to get that single thing that they're interested in
1: across. I I got two things I want right now. What's that? I want I want an economic equity package for Black people. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether you want to call it reparations, whatever whatever you choose to call it, I want to see this country atone for its original sin, which is slavery. Yo, and imagine just really start-
2: Biden wrote the crime bill and the reparation bill. What's wrong with that? That'd be be hilarious in terms of, like, evolution. Well, he could write the bill as president, but he would actually be the one who signs it into law. That would be should
1: wild... That'd be some wild growth. He should if he gives a fuck about what happens to him after he dies.
2: Yo, think about this. If he ended up doing that, we got to get rid of cancel culture
1: because it shows...
2: How redemption. much people
1: can grow, and it shows redemption within your lifetime. If if I'm Joe Biden, and I, and I and I've been saying this, if I give a fuck about my legacy, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be making policy commitments to these people and these communities that I harmed. And when I get into the White House, I'm gonna be. If if Barack Obama was was John F. Kennedy, I'm gonna be Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm. Lyndon B. Johnson was probably the most progressive, democrat. Racist. He's the most progressive racist of all time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, 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 but can you deny? Can you deny the Civil Rights Act of 1964? Yeah. Can you deny the Voting Rights Act? Can you de- deny putting Thurgood Marshall on the Supreme Court? Like, in matter of fact, he did three Civil Rights Act. It was a three. It was the Civil Rights Act of um 64, and then he did the Civil Rights Act of 68, which was like the housing, the housing, the housing rights act or some shit like that. Um, I, I don't fucking know. Have racists... Look it up. Have racists created the most progressive policies? Probably because they probably came to their fucking senses. Yo, you think they're sitting there they're just like, <laughs> we fucked up, bro. This shit bro, was harsh. 48 laws of power. Never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies. Mm. When you hire a former enemy, a former enemy will go harder for you because he's got more to fucking prove. And you never know. These people get older. And they realize, like, yo, we fucked up a lot of people, bro. Yo, that's We fucked interesting. up a lot of families. A lot of people are dead because of us. Let me get my fucking soul right and do what I need to do. That's interesting because,
2: like, somebody who doesn't... Someone who isn't racist doesn't feel the same need to atone for a sin because they didn't call... They didn't commit the sin. Does that make... You know what I mean? Like, you're not... Like, I don't feel any
1: responsibility of racist because I'm not racist. But... I, I, I understand what you're saying, but think about it from this perspective as well. If you're a white person and you have empathy- Watch it. And you, Watch this. You, watch this. This is what okay. I was trying to
2: say. If I came from a racist-ass family, right, and like my my parents and shit were racist and I grew up in this racist environment and I was the first person to not be racist, I think I'd go above and beyond because I knew what I was fighting against. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I came from this like progressive loving family. So when I see racist, I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just a couple people. Like, people, I don't realize
1: that that's a lot of people. That's what all white people should do, especially if you're a hang white out with male. some racists. No, so they realize they male, exist. If, if you're a white male, that maybe you, need, you do need to hang out with some racists, change their fucking minds. But if you're a white male who has a privilege, if you're if you're in a privileged position, I mean, you're in a privileged position, and you have that privilege and you have that power, treat every other oppressed and marginalized group like you do when you get on a plane and you see somebody struggling with their back.
2: Let them put it up because it's Corona and we're not man, shut doing that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't putting your bag up. Listen, corona. Every man, you're a piece of shit. Every man, when I oh, see man. certain people get on the plane, I help. Yo, you need help with your bag? Whether it's an older woman, an older man. What if a it's kid? a lesbian?
2: What if it's a lesbian and it's like, the tough lesbian, it's the butch. I gotta look say? at the biceps, baby. If it, are what you gonna help the butch? Like? Are you gonna emasculate the lesbian in front of her? I gotta to see lesbian? what the biceps look like. What them biceps look like. I'm looking at the buys and the tries. Okay, what if the <laughs> buys and the tries? What if the buys and the tries are not it,
1: but she got a shave side of her head? I, I'm always helping. I'm I, I, by the way, when I get on the plane. And I see somebody in front of me. Mm-hmm. It's two reasons I'm always helping. Right. I got three kids. Can I get to get? Let me help you yeah, get the yeah, fuck yeah, on. You know what I mean? Up. That's number one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Number two is just common courtesy. Right. And and by the way, some people get offended by that. I don't need your help. All right. I didn't, I didn't say you need it. I just offered. I wait to okay. see them struggle a little. Like yeah, but by then it's too late.
2: Girls will let you know if they want if like they want you to help because they'll like go for the bag and they'll be like. Uh. Well, like, no, the new the, like, make the new,
1: sounds the, and shit. I, I, I've only rode on a plane, like, twice this year. But the new shit I've seen is they'll, 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 wipe, they'll have their bag. Yeah. And they'll put their hand on their hips and they go, huh. Yeah, they'll look around. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They start grunting, making noises and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anybody and help? Yeah, it's, yeah. And, it's not, and it's not just women. Yeah. I do it with older guys. It's just anybody that I feel could possibly use my assist. I can't do it to a dude, bro.
2: I, I can't. I can't disrespect. Even an older a dude, guy? Like, nah, oh, man. nah, nah, no. Nope.
3: Why the disrespecting?
2: I'll let an old man leave his oxygen tank up there. I'm not taking that shit <laughs> down, bro. I would never Whoa. disrespect a man by taking Whoa. his shit down, Why bro. Why the disrespecting? Whoa, bro. That's a man, bro. You can't get another man's Whoa. luggage out the thing. I once saw an old man get dragged by his luggage around the luggage conveyor belt thing. Because he was trying to, he was trying to get his bag, and his bag got him more than he got the pack. He just fell on the bag, and I was like, "He don't figure it out." That's a man. Men figure out problems like this. It's not my responsibility.
1: That's not did my he, responsibility, hey, bro. Did he look like he was Superman in that hole? Watch me, <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, man? Listen. The moral of the story is, I think that whenever you have privilege, whenever you have power, whether you're a white man, black man, whatever it is, if you can help somebody else, do it. So to your point, even if you aren't racist, Mm. you see what the fuck's going on in America. Mm. If you see how you can help, help. And that goes back to my whole original point that I was talking about how we enjoy watching car crashes. Yeah. When the simplest concept, Andrew, literally the simplest concept is to help not hurt. It's just that simple. Help not hurt. That's it. How are you helping every day, bro? You know what's crazy? We can't even help without
2: videotaping it now.
1: Oh, like, I hate them type of people. You know what
2: I, I really you. do not like, man? This shit have pissed me off. You. you ever see those? Those those videos where like the kid gets you. the poor kid in school a bag of clothes? I hate it. And like he got to do a whole video outing the poor kid as poor to the whole world. I hate you. And in then fact. House of Highlights reposted ESPN reposted, and the whole world knows how fucking broke this one kid is now. It's like, why can't you just give him a bag of clothes and not say shit? And then everybody looks like the kid came up.
1: Remember that fuck nigga I randomly screamed out earlier in bro, the podcast. Bro. That's what, that was for this moment. You gotta warn me
2: before one of them come Bring out. Bring that bro. back.
1: Bring that back. In fact, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm gonna say fuck boy. I All hate right. people who do that. I really do, yo. I can't stand that. And how listen, how many I pats get on it. the back you need? <laughs> And I, I get like, you know, some people say, oh, well, there's so much negative out there. Sometimes, you know, you want to broadcast the positive to show people, you know, it'd be more G. It's more G when it's more G when people talk about
2: That's what it. you did. Let the rumor, let the rumor go, bro.
1: That's it. I don't got to do it. Like, yo, know, like that one time I gave uh, a quarter million dollars to South Carolina State University uh, when I opened up the scholarship in my mom's name. The only reason I went on the field with that big-ass check is because they explained to me how this helps other people donate to the school. Yeah, you set and, an example, yeah. And it was and it was literally like five other people before me and like one other person after me, Uh, OG Jim Clyburn, who, when I tried to tell him, nah, you know, you the OG, you go first. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, go, go up there with your $250,000. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Damn, OG. All right, go up there with my check, show the $250,000. OG Jim Clyburn comes after me. $1.3 million <laughs> I'm like, all right. Stunting is my hobby. Balling is my hobby. I see you, OG. I wasn't mad at it. All but right. the reason they were doing that and they put on that big show is just to encourage other people to donate right i don't necessarily believe those videos maybe it does i don't know maybe it does encourage people to help when when people record themselves i don't know i'm just saying I, I don't personally like it but i ain't knocking nobody for it do your thing yeah do
2: your thing i i agree it's like maybe it gets more poor kids clothes and in the long run that's good cuz i'm not getting them the clothes but at the same time i look at it, it's like it's kind of exploitive bro
1: it is it, it, i don't like well, seeing people profit off other people's pain Unless it's jokes. I really don't. Unless, <laughs> it's, unless
2: it's who? Unless it's jokes, because them shits are funny,
1: bro. It depends. It
2: depends. <laughs>
3: but also, I feel like if people, some just to play, um, what do you say, devil's advocate, whatever?
1: Yeah. Um, regular, regular devil's Philly. advocate. The regular the play devil. Philly the Philly devil's sixer. advocate. To play Philly Sixer. <laughs> Not white um, devil's I was going
3: to say, um, Maybe this makes other people aware of what's going on too
2: though. You're like,
3: right. you know what I mean? You like, people Your are not
2: going to brings awareness and that helps more in the long run. Yeah. And sometimes you got to do some, you know, shit. I'll be honest though, if I ever give a quarter million dollars to anybody, the world is going to know about it. I promise <laughs> you that much. I'm going to carry that check with me <laughs> for a week. I'm going to carry like a surfboard Wherever the fuck I go, that check is coming with
1: me. My daddy with took it. me. I, 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 my, my daddy took it because I was home in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I had it in my mom's house. And my daddy said, I ain't never seen no shit like this in my life. Knowing him, he probably tried to cash that motherfucker. He motherfucker. He probably, of he course probably. he did. I would not
2: <laughs> I found that shit. I walk right into Chase Bank like, yo,
1: yo, yo, you got this. Especially down <laughs> south, you're like, yo, look here. Look at this how big big money comes on big checks. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, big money coming in. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I take that back. I don't knock nobody. If you want to, if you want to videotape your good deeds, do your fucking thing. Because if it yeah, encourages some other are, people no, to do No, it. no, some's no. extra.
3: something extra. I, listen, like when, it, if, it is. when Adrian Bronner be doing that shit, I'm not here for it.
1: What? You know what? I'm going to tell you what I don't like. I don't like when they do it to homeless people.
3: Yeah. Because
1: yeah. homeless people are already in a fucked up condition, bro. Like, don't do that to them, man. Like, how do you know that this person wants to be seen on camera in this way? I mean, you know they're, I mean? they're on the street. Don't do that. They're on the street, bro. <laughs> but that I don't they, see but, them. Yo, yeah. yo, don't, don't, they already probably don't have, and I don't want to say they don't have no dignity because I don't know these people. These people might be the most happiest people in the world. Do they you, might have their head held high. I'm just saying I wouldn't do that to them. I'm not going to put their condition out there the like street. That's
2: the same thing with the poor kid at school, though. It's like, he don't want you to videotape it. Like, now when he wears any, all that shit the next day, like, everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's the clothes that John gave you. Let him
1: just be fly. By the way, I wouldn't donate nothing. To you poor kids at school, because you look at Instagram, ain't none of y'all motherfuckers poor. Y'all kids be balling. When is the last time you seen a poor kid in a high school? You can't be poor on Instagram.
2: Yeah, but maybe,
1: yeah. When's the know. last time? Show me I th- the last time you've a poor st- kid. I think, well, poor poor kids, pictures, I, th- I think there's still poor kids, left. I think there's still poor kids left. No, I know that they are. But via Instagram,
2: you cannot find them. Bro, you know what you got to do if you're it's poor? Up. You got to get a good body so you could just not wear a shirt. What do you mean? Like, if you just have ripped abs and shit, all the, every time you're on Instagram, just be shirtless. Yeah, but then, you can get ripped abs from not eating. Exactly. <laughs> so now you're not eating, you got all these ripped abs, and then you don't need to spend all this money on fucking shirts and hoodies and all that shit. Just be on the ground flexing with your shirt off. That's kind of a way of getting around poverty when you think well. about
1: it. I would I would do that if I had a smartphone, Andrew. Say what? I would I would love to be on Instagram flexing, but I'm homeless. I don't even have a phone. Are we talking about kids
2: in school? I know. Are we talking about homeless? The (laughs) goalpost keeps getting moved with these poor homeless kids. Okay, I'm just calling. I'm just talking about the poor kids in school. Also, keep it in the bubble, bro. Why don't they ever share the the video of like when they give the poor kid the backpack of clothes and the poor kid didn't know that he was bummy? Until he got the clothes. (laughs) Like, you know, the poor kid is like, he opens up the bag.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Homelessness hurts the fuck out of me. That shit hurts to see somebody living on the street. bro. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie to you, especially in America, and especially when it's a fucking veteran, yo. You mean to tell me I went to fight for this goddamn country and I don't got shit to show for it? Yeah. Like, I feel like if you went to fight for this country, if you was in any war, you should get taken care of for the rest of your life. Agreed. It really would not it really would not cost much to take care of no veteran, bro. Amen. Make sure they got make sure they got room and board, make sure they got money for yeah. food every month, give them a stipend, make sure that their bills are paid, make sure they got proper health insurance. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah, you give your life, your life should be
2: taken care of. I think yes. one thing though, and uh you know, you probably know about this from your work in mental health is that um a lot of homelessness is due to mental health. It's not See my shirt. Ah uh, I see therapy, therapy is, dope. is dope, right? But um, yeah, man, it's like a lot of these people on the streets are crazy, and then you know their family dies or they lose their family, and there's just no support system for them, and it's it's really tricky, and that's why so if you America America should health, be that support system. Well, that's you the thing what? if you if you attack mental health, you actually save a lot of problems. Like you save, you know, you solve the homelessness problem, or at least a lot of it. You know, you solve. A lot of the uh what's it called, you know, prison a lot of this prison reform that you wanna do, a lot of these people that keep going to jail and that keep ending up in jail are suffering from mental illness. So
1: Absolutely. if you attack
2: mental illness, you can solve a lot of prison stuff, you could solve a lot of homelessness as well,
1: you gotta we get keep to the root of the problem, it. bro. We keep dismissing it. We keep dismissing people as fucking crazy. Um Well they are crazy. we're, 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 we're really nah, I mean, I don't like to use that word, but I you know, hey I, I get I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Um where we're also in an era where people don't have empathy, right? So when you don't have empathy, you don't give a fuck about what somebody else is feeling. You're not even thinking about it. I've been probably depressed like and had real bad anxiety for like the past since like June. Like really bad. Like ever since Jazz died Mm. and then my man Shaq and Anguilla, he, 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 he committed suicide. And then just like, it's almost like I can't allow myself to feel good at a time like this. Like it's meaning, like if guilty. anything good, if yeah. anything good happens, right? Like if, so, like, like if some, if I know something good is about to happen in my yeah. life, I am, PTSD immediately kicks in. Like, all right, so where's the, uh, where's the other shoe that's about to drop? Where's that? Where's that? Ha- what? Somebody's going, yo. I'm to the point now when people call me. If you call me back to back, I'm like, man, hold the fuck up, man. Let me see. And I'm, I'm bracing myself to hear some bullshit. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So that shit keeps you in a constant state of anxiety keeps you in a constant state of PTSD. I have these extreme highs and extreme lows. I'm talking about extreme highs. I'm talking about waking up on a Saturday morning feeling light and good like I'm on a fucking pill like yes. And then the next Saturday I'm in the backyard like I don't know if I want to hug this tree or fucking hang myself from it. Which 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 one is it? Like seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm serious. And you got to laugh to fucking keep from crying out this motherfucker. Yeah. But guess what? In the words of forty-five, it it is, is what, what it, it is. is, baby. What
5: the fuck
1: are we? It is do? what it what is. What the man. fuck am I going to do? I do everything. I go to terror, I go to therapy. I talk to my sacred purpose coach. I read. I, I I I exercise. I got a beautiful wife, a beautiful family, beautiful friends, beautiful support system. Sometimes you just can't escape what the fuck you're feeling. You just can't. Yeah, don't That's escape the- it.
2: Just feel it. I think that's the biggest problem for most people is they try to escape it. Yeah, You have to... Your, you can't her, run yeah. away
1: from your feelings, man. They chase you. But you got to acknowledge it. Like, lean into them. You got to lean into it. That's what I'm like. I'm ta- like be, I've am i been... Fu- Yo, since June, I've been fucked up. Bruh, if you I mean, cannot change you. <laughs> the situation,
2: change the perception, bro. Change the perception. Stop running away from those suicides, man. See what you learned from them. What did you learn from them? What has changed? What... Great things, and I know it sounds crazy, to even say, but like, what great things have come to you from them? What great realizations have come from? Them? What profound things have happened to you since then that you can use for your life? Like, you could, they could be a um, an anchor that holds you down forever and stops you from moving, or they could
1: be the, you know, the set of wings. Man, I'm I'm not all the way there yet, but I will say, um, it is, it is there was something I was already working on that when 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 jazz happened, which is so wild because. When jazz happened, literally the next day, I was on a, a Zoom meeting about this thing, and then my man Shaq committed suicide later on in the month, and um, I uh, it it just re it just made me like, I right, yeah, I'm I hate I'm on the right path. This is what I have to do. It just makes me want to do more of the work. Good. Is what I'm saying. It, it it makes me want to double triple down on the work. I want to see. So many black and brown people, men, women, going to therapy. I want to be able to provide people with the the help they need, the resources they need. Like, I want to see so many people just go out there and start getting to a place of healing in a real way.
3: G. Herbo just did that.
1: Salute to G. Herbo. Uh, I think it's called the... I know it's called Swerving Something. I can't remember what exactly what the name of his organization is, but... G Herbal just launched his, 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 his foundation. And I salute G Herbal, because G Herbal's a young man. You know what I mean? And 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 I didn't have a handle on my emotions or my mental health when I was in my 20s. I wasn't even thinking about that shit. You know, even though I had got diagnosed with, I know I didn't get diagnosed with anxiety until I was like 31, 32. That's when the doctor told me, like, yo, you suffer from anxiety. You have panic attacks, right? So I didn't even know what it was. So for somebody like G Herbal in his twenties to Actually, already have a handle on it and already, you know, doing the work. I got to salute him because I'm going to be honest with you. If I hadn't started doing the work four or five years ago, bruh, I don't know if I could have got past. I I don't know if I could have got through the last three months to be totally honest. And I've been having, I've been having that conversation, right? Like, I've been thinking, you know, what gets a person to the point of suicide? Because, 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 Think about it, right? Like you had to get up this morning and yeah. say, I'm coming to the studio. Yeah. To do this podcast. What, what what gets the person to the point where they say, I'm leaving today? I don't even I'm like checking, I, I'm checking out. I don't even like I, going down that path, man. I, I don't either. I don't even Right? Like thinking but about but, that. but but I I don't either, but I can't sit here and act like you know, you don't think about it sometimes. You know, especially when you've had two friends do it, like you, are like what? what got them to that point? Like, I know both of these people. These are people that I, like, Jazz is my girl, like, in a real way. And, you know, she got diagnosed with depression when she was 19. And, you know, we always dealt with anxiety and everything throughout the years. We helped lift each other up. But what gets you to that point where you're like, today is the day I'm out, bro? You get to a point.
3: Same thing that happened to Tamar, same thing. Like, I have a few friends that suffer with depression. And, I know with one, like I feel like they think it's never gonna get better, but one has a child and that's what keeps them like
5: keep going
3: and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, at the same time, um, I know someone else that had a child and committed suicide and I guess they felt like they didn't deserve to even have their child almost. Like and I think you just have I think it just hits a point. Like it's just one of those you keep taking, you keep taking it and then
1: yeah. And listen, I don't want nobody to think Charlemagne the God is suicidal. I'm not suicidal in no way, shape, or form. What I'm trying to tell y'all is you, you, it's death is constantly, death has been on my mind for the past two months in a real way. But that's only because I know that there's so much death around us. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole year has been rooted in death, bro. Like, Kobe, and I mean, I, I can go back to Nipsey last year, but this year, Kobe, coronavirus, George Floyd, Ahmad Aubrey. Chaz. Jazz. Jazz. It's like, what the fuck is going on out here in these streets? You know, pop smoke. Like, all this stuff. You're like, what the hell? You hear you hear all of these random stories. One-year-old's getting killed. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So it's hard not to always constantly think about death and think about your own Mortality and yo, honestly, it does. It takes you. It gets you in a dark place. It does make you depressed. It does. It absolutely does. It makes you depressed. It I makes your anxiety you be up. at an all time high. It makes your PTSD go crazy. What'd you say, Taylor?
3: I had to hit you up because I was feeling like depressed, a couple months ago, just seeing all these deaths just keep happening. And I'm and I'm person. Death is always sadly on my mind, and especially this year. And it's um, like what you were just saying, Charmin. I, mean, I didn't even cut you off.
1: Okay. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm only going to, listen, when people like Taylor hit me, people like Paige, people hit me and they, you know, they be in a little funk and I, the first thing I say to them every time is like, look, please don't tell me you about to kill yourself. Cause I cannot handle any more goddamn <laughs> death this summer. I'm serious, but it sounds crazy, but I'm being honest. Like, right. let's talk this shit the fuck out. Let's figure it out. Like, do you need me to call somebody for you? Cause- I'm not the person that's qualified to have that conversation. I'm the New Jersey license plate. I can get you to New York. All right? I can I could, I'm just a sign. I can tell you what you might need to be doing and what you need to be doing is sitting down and talking to somebody. But I'm telling you, a lot of people have been going through it the past few months, bro. And 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 that's the other thing that gives me um encouragement and uplifts me is when I'm talking to people who are way in a worse place than I am. Mm. Because mine really is just coming from a place of sadness, right? I'm sad. If I'm being, if I'm being honest, I'm sad. I'm mm-hmm. sad, right? I'm sad. Like, I'm I'm, I'm sad, right? So I go through these moments where I can be happy and joyous and laughing and with my people and then start thinking about the bullshit. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. And I say it to myself, I was like, fuck, Jazz really dead. Like, shit, fuck, Shaq really dead. And then I still find myself reaching for my phone. The text jazz and shit, like it's like that shit is crazy, yo. That shit is really, uh, yeah, that shit can really take you in a bad place, man. We ain't got no bills to pay.
3: Yes, we do. I was
1: gonna say, yeah. Get, the fuck, Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Right? Hey, by the way, uh, this is not an ad, even though we are about to uh pay some bills. <clears throat> Chris had a good point, so, and and Taylor had a good point, so we're just adding this in, man. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, reach out and touch 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day. You know, they got English and Spanish, but you know, if you need somebody to talk to, man, you know, they provide free and confidential support for people in distress. You know, everybody may not have a a support group of friends or a therapist like I do. I, I literally, and it's so interesting. I just went to my phone and it was Paige texting me saying, hey, your therapist is available tomorrow at 3. It's actually the first time I'm going to see her in person uh, since this whole pandemic, which should be very helpful. But yeah, 1-800-273-8255. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Schultz, pay some Bills. Let me tell you something. Stop going to the grocery
2: store and risking getting corona, risking spreading corona. You know what we're dealing with right now. It's not a game. Get those, get those groceries delivered right to your crib. You could do that in a lot of different ways. I'm gonna tell you the best way to make sure it's the most fresh, the best ingredients, the best tasting food. Um, better help you meal prep. Better help you with everything. It's HelloFresh. Okay, uh, they have high quality ingredients every single week. Super flavorful experience. Flavorful experience. Over ninety percent of the ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure the freshest recipes are delivered to your door. HelloFresh saves you time. Okay, cut out that stressful meal planning bullshit. All right, the grocery store trips, all that, all you got to do is go to HelloFresh. It will save you all the time in the world. Your food will taste better, and it's delivered directly to your crib. I cannot think of a better reason why you should sign up for this. Oh, wait a minute, I can, because they're going to give you money off. That's right, $80 off your first order. You go to HelloFresh.com idiots80. Okay, you use the code idiots80. You get $80 off, including free shipping on your first box, why would you not do that? I'm telling you, HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe. They've even donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019. This year, HelloFresh is stepping up their food donations amid the coronavirus crisis. I'm telling you, great company, great food, incredibly convenient, and you're getting $80 off. What more could you want? Go get that free... Well, not all free, but eight dollars worth of free food. Go get it right now. Now let's get back to the show.
1: That's right. <clears throat> let's get back to the show. Um, things we won't give a fuck about next week. Uh, I have to, I have to address uh, Logic. Salute to Logic, the rapper. Um, Logic just put a new album out. What's Is it? Logic what's, what's black? It? Uh, he's biracial. Is he? Yeah, he's biracial.
2: Does he ever talk about that? Um,
1: yeah, ever, all the time. He, Does
2: he ever rap about that money chance. All the
1: time. Oh, he does? All, all the time. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: You sure he mentions it? All the time. Oh, okay. Can you pick up on my sarcasm?
1: <laughs> oh, I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I don't know. What's, what's the name of Logic's new album called? Um, oh, it's, he... his li- <laughs> it's his last album. He um, retiring. Uh, I don't like to dismiss anybody's feelings. Okay, because no pressure. I, I wouldn't. What's it called? No pressure. I think no pressure. I don't. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want anybody to dismiss mine. It's just that when I hear, um, and I'm not saying this is logic at all. I'm just telling you how I'm, I'm, I'm feeling about this situation. When I hear people say certain things when their albums come out, I don't know if that's how they really feel, or if they're just doing it because it garners some type of attention, some type of promotion. You know, last time. Uh, Logic put out an album. I don't know if it was the last time, but it was recently. And he, he, he dissed me on the album. Not, it wasn't a diss. He just had some bars for me. And he said something like to the effect of, you know, he don't do Breakfast Club interviews. Charlemagne is rude. And then he brought up me saying he was homophobic, which I never actually said. What I did was I got some bad research, clearly, because somebody in the prep sheet, had said that uh, Logic had said in a Vlad TV interview that he would be uncomfortable to listen to a gay rapper or something to that effect. So I did what anybody does when they're interviewing somebody. I asked him about those comments. And we can play a clip of it. You You got the clip, Taylor? Yeah. Let me hear it. Your father I, was a crackhead,
0: right? Ugh, he was. He's doing good now. He's, he's, doing you know, he's good sober now. now. But it's crazy. It's all about experience. That, that's why, honestly, me, because I don't, I don't smoke weed, I don't drink, which is fine. You can do whatever you do. And I think it's good in moderation. But me, you know, witnessing my mother getting her ass whooped by men as, uh, as, a, as a child, uh, dealing with the aftermath of my sisters being raped.
1: Totally wrong clip. Um, I was leading up to that. Okay. <laughs> Round of applause to Taylor for totally playing the wrong clip that had nothing to do with what I was discussing just now. Okay. I mean, literally. I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, he said that I called him homophobic and I didn't call him homophobic. And I'm like, Taylor, do you have the clip of me asking him about the homophobic thing on Vlad TV? If you think I found it. if you think <laughs> <Say>. you're confused, <laughs> I mean, God, you cannot and I imagine was, what the rest of us <laughs> are feeling right now. <laughs> I was going somewhere at this. Taylor just gave away the climax to this whole conversation immediately, Taylor.
2: Rewind. we edit this out. Okay.
4: No,
3: okay. we're not. We're
2: yes, going to no, keep no, this. No, no, no. We're this keeping
1: this in, this, this is the brilliant idiot. So they're so just going to have to hear why, this twice. Why
2: was he talking
1: about his sisters getting <laughs> okay. raped? We'll, we'll get to that, Schultz. We'll get to that. Just, let's, let's hand it the homophobia part first. OK. Wayne, do you have that part? There we go. OK. And I saw you do an interview with Vlad TV, and you said that uh, it, it would be very uncomfortable for you to listen to a gay rapper talking about kissing a dude. Did I say that? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I thought you said you saw it, Charlamagne.
0: I said. I said that. Yeah. You said. You said. said that. You I, that. It I don't, Vlad TV. don't think I said that because. Well
3: he said all, I said that. Shout
0: out. I saw shout it, out saw it somewhere. I shout out to. It. Shout <laughs> out to one of my, really my favorite people of all time in the world, Ricky, my stylist, who is a gay man. Don't look. Okay. Make it look. I am very comfortable with my sexuality. I am comfortable with the gay community. You made that up. I believe in I didn't all make people. That up. I will say. I don't know exactly how I that got written, it. but I pro- You what? know, Vlad headlines be crazy. Yeah, I know they do be kind of crazy. That's why you should watch it before you just pull the headlines. Yeah, no, no, no. My goodness.
1: I was, listen, I was so wrong, all right? Now, by the way, I saw that headline somewhere, yeah. right? But I didn't actually listen to the audio clip, so I don't know if he actually said that or not. But that's why it's a question. Hey, and when you ask a question in an the interview, then a person can dismiss it. It's not like I said, logic, you're homophobic. You said that you wouldn't kiss a person, yada, 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 I don't think that, you asked him like, a
2: question. I think you just said it. I think you were like I, you. You I, said I, in a bad no,
1: interview. I, I lied. I did it. I did an interview a trick. I acted like I saw something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was so sure yeah, that yeah. whoever put this in my prep sheet yeah, yeah. had to have watched it, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> whoever yep, yep, whoever yep. put whoever put this in my prep sheet had to have watched it, so they had to know what they're talking Taylor? about. Taylor, no, it I wasn't mean, Taylor. That who wasn't
3: was it? Taylor.
1: I don't know who was doing the prep. Probably was. It was definitely an intern, but I don't think it was Taylor. Oh my lord! was years I ago. Thought, that had to I really thought you were about to drop one of them. Fuck. No, 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 no. Because okay. it's not their fault. That's my fault. <laughs> nah, it's not their fault. This, this was like 2014, i tell you who did it. Some.
3: Nah, I was nah, never nah, here that, that when I was there That I wasn't
1: saying you, babe. Because that's my fault. But that's what you do. You know, you trust the people around you. So if that's in your prep sheet and you see it, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. But I brought it up as a question. Or I lied and said I saw it. Right? <laughs> and he was like, I don't think I necessarily said that. So if it pops back up that he did say that, then he's lying, right? But for in the meantime, I'm wrong.
2: He's not even lying. Angry. He's like, I don't think I said
1: that. I don't. So think nobody's I said that. lying.
2: Well, you were lying about saying you saw. I was idiot. lying about seeing it. So it's just everybody's <laughs>
1: fucking bullshitting yeah, each other. Yeah, 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 All yeah. right, but yeah. in that instance, I, I he's absolutely right. If he wants to say I was trying to label him homophobic, and he that's worth some raps. Cool. I'm not mad at that. Salute to you, logic. Now, this part. This part has nothing to do with Logic a little bit because I saw Logic's interview to do with, Rob, uh, with, with my man Rob Markman on Genius. And Logic said on Genius that, you know, he respects me and I res- he respects what I do, yada, yada, yada. But on the Internet, they took this clip. This shit has been going around for at least four or five years. They take this clip and it starts with, who raped your sister? And a lot of it's like, yo, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't talk about that. So it makes it seem like I just pulled that out of my ass. I just pulled that out of the sky. When the reality is he mentioned someone sexually assaulting his sister twice in that interview. And he's rapped about it in his music. Just like he talks about his father being on crack or whatever. So there's context to it. Let's yeah. play the clip again because people have forgotten about it. But now that they hear it. Taylor, your oh, moment oh, to shine.
0: Oh, Go, Taylor. Taylor, again. Taylor. Oh, he was. He's doing good now. He's, he's doing you know, good he's now. sober now. But it's crazy. It's All about experience. That, that's why, honestly, me because I don't, I don't smoke weed. I don't drink, which is fine. You can do whatever you do. And I think it's good in moderation. But me, you know, witnessing my mother getting her ass whooped by man as a, uh, as, a as a child, uh, dealing with the aftermath of my sister's being raped, things uh, like this. Do your More family education. members
1: get upset that uh, you put their life out there? Like you said, your sisters got raped. Mm-hmm. Your father was on great. Crack. Great
0: question. I think. Um, I think that they understand because I've spoken to them. I don't out nobody. I don't. I have a lot of brothers and I have a lot of sisters. It's kind of a, a culmination of, of all our stories as a whole. And I talk about it on the album. Who
1: the hell raped your sisters?
0: Oh, man, I don't want to get into that. It's yeah, a little yeah, too personal.
1: Now, Andrew, you're an honest person. Right? <laughs> Andrew, you're an honest person. Yeah. Tell me if I was out of line. No. Why wasn't I out of line? Because I, I see people... In context, right? I can understand if you just see that from the, the end where it's like, who raped, who the hell raped your sister? And I don't want to talk Yo, about that. I, I would even go so far as
2: to say, I'm not saying this because you're my friend because I, I think it's really funny when you uh, ask uh, questions that you don't mean to ask and I like making funny for it. But that being said, if somebody brings up the fact that their family member was raped and you don't follow up that question, doesn't that seem like you're being insincere in the interview like you're having dinner with somebody or you're having any kind of conversation they bring up a traumatic thing out of nowhere that you didn't ask they bring it up and then you just go well anyway wh- what do you think's going to happen with the super bowl yeah.
1: doesn't that seem a little and, weird and they bring it up again so I'm like okay clearly this person wants to talk about it and and when I when I asked him I said hey you know you're um you know, do your family members get mad at you, you know, when you Very think reasonable. like your father's all crack or your sister's That's their business you know, being You're raped. sharing it, yeah. He, logic actually said, great question. <laughs> then he answered what I asked him. So when I came back, I said, Well, who the hell raped your sister? I asked that question, because I just assume you've thrown it out there a couple of times. Maybe you wanna maybe you wanna out some family members, or maybe you wanna out the piece of shit who did that to your sister. I don't know. But the fact that you said it twice in an interview and you've rapped about it is the reason I asked you. So, you know, it's, this has, that has nothing to do with Logic, even though I feel like when he was in the interview with Rob Markman, Logic no, I didn't ask him that question out of context. And he know that. like He know I didn't just oh, randomly ask s- him that question. He said
2: that you asked him out of context.
1: Well, he, he said that, you know, yeah, Charlamagne asked me wild shit like, you know, who raped my sister? Or what am I doing for the Black Lives Matter movement? Or he... He said I was homophobic. I'm like, I I didn't say you were homophobic. I was wrong. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, Because this is where I thought you were going
2: with it, and I don't know if you were. Mm -hmm. I thought that you were assuming that after he suggested that his mom was abused by his dad, that possibly his
1: dad abused his sister. I was thinking it was something in the family.
2: That's, yeah, that's where I thought that's you were going with. Yeah,
1: I, I was just thinking seemed... it was something in the family. That's that's why I said, well, who the hell raped you sister? That's what, yeah. I was thinking it was something in the family. It was right. about a family conversation and the dysfunction of his of family. family. Exactly. That's all, that's all. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to just say, hey, did, did your father rape your sister? Or <laughs> yeah, did a yeah, family yeah. member, you know what I mean? I was like, well, who the hell raped your sister? Let me open it up. And he said he don't want to talk about it. Cool, it's not like I pressed the gas on it. All I'm simply saying is he mentioned it twice in the interview. That's why I asked it. The internet, you motherfuckers, are evil because literally for the past four to five years, they it, it's, it's the same line. Let's flash back to when Charlemagne asked the worst question in interview history, <laughs> and it literally starts with me saying, "Who the hell raped your sister?" <laughs> so that's like, yo, man, th- th- I got this thing, man. I want to. I'm, I'm gonna post this later today. It's just a quote. And it's just this simple quote right here. The version of me you created in your mind is not my responsibility. So when people get really mad about me, mad at me ab- about shit and tell oh, Charlamagne's a piece of shit and this and that, y'all created this version. Yeah. I'm not saying that I haven't given y'all plenty of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just simply saying the times I fucked up, yeah. let me own that and get on my ass. But y'all really be reaching and making shit up, and I just don't like. Um, I just don't like logic feeding into that. That's all. Because logic, no, I didn't ask him that out of context. But I mean, from the marketing I've
2: seen so far, and it, granted, this is only the internet stuff that come up. I'm I'm not a uh, you know connoisseur of logic or his music or any of that stuff. Um, and from everything I've seen, just in like regular interviews, it seems like a pretty reasonable dude. I don't know nothing that really angers I, me about it. I tease him I like, about the black thing, and because I, I understand he looks really white. So as long as he makes sure that everybody knows he's actually black, does he say the N-word in any raps or anything
1: like that? I don't know.
2: Maybe he does. But
1: if he next did, I, next, I would next, make sure I would let everybody know I was half black if that was the case, right? Yeah, ne- next time I interview him, I'll start with that one. I'll be like, yeah. so on your last album, you said the N-word 72 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times would you have said it if you were full black? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so to so so logic though, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't
2: like... um. I, guess, I didn't like. I guess what I was trying to say is that, like, it uh-huh. seems to me like there's been a lot of like, I'm the victim in the PR of this new album. Like, I just saw one thing pop up where he said that Joe Budden makes people want to kill themselves and stuff like that. You and, see? and and I
1: was gonna say that I didn't oh, like. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that he said that. Um, but if if that's how he feels, he has every right to say it. You know right. what I'm saying? And 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 I actually I hit logic up. You know what I mean? I because my man Rob Mothman, Rob had said in the interview he was gonna connect us so. He, uh, he connected us over the weekend, and we we text back and forth a little bit. And uh, we're, we're going to talk soon. But, yeah, I don't like people feeling like that. Like, I can't dismiss his feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't sit here and tell him what makes him feel like he wants to kill himself or what makes him depressed. You know what I mean? It's like, can't nobody tell me what makes me sad and what makes me depressed. So if it's easy to say, yo, half thick skin, half tough skin, but what if he doesn't? Biracial skin might not be as tough as goddamn full 100% black or white. I don't know. <laughs> See? bro. I, I didn't, don't and know, way, man. And by the way, by the way, by the way, and by yeah. the way, hold real quick. I didn't have to say that just now. Yeah. I'm a work in progress, people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to say that. I didn't even have to say that. I don't even know why I said that. I couldn't resist. It was right there. And something was saying, don't say this. Don't say that right now. Don't say it. Don't say it. And I said it anyway. But all right, hold on. Breaking news. Now, you know, we record The Brilliant Idiots on Wednesday. So uh, all my thoughts, the way I was feeling at the time that happened on Wednesday. Uh, We just got presented with some new information. This just in, guys. Your Uncle Charles is not crazy. Salute to logic. Logic had me thinking I was crazy. I know I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. Um, Logic said I was claiming he was homophobic. He even rapped about it. in a a song last year and then he brought it back up in the Rob Markman Genius interview. I never said he was homophobic. I asked him about something he said in a Vlad TV interview. Uh, uh, If you don't mind, Dwayne or Taylor, can we replay the clip of of, of what I asked him, please? I saw you do an interview with Vlad TV and you said that uh, it it would be very uncomfortable for you to listen to a gay rapper talking about kissing a dude. Did I say that? I don't know.
3: (laughs) I thought you said you saw it, Charlamagne.
1: I said
0: I said that. Yeah, you said you said, that. You said I, that. It on I Vlad TV. don't think I said that because.
3: Well, he said first of all, I said that. Shout out, that.
0: Shout I saw out, somewhere. I shout out, out to <laughs> shout out to one of my, really my favorite people of all time in the world, Ricky, my stylist, who is a gay man. Don't okay. look make it look. I am very comfortable with my sexuality. <laughs> I am comfortable with the gay community. You made that up. I believe in I didn't all make people. That up. I will say, I don't know exactly how that <laughs> got written, it.
1: but I probably- You know Vlad headlines be crazy. Yeah, I know. They do be kind of crazy. That's why you should watch it before you pull the headlines. Yeah, no, no, no. My goodness. Now, I know I wasn't crazy. I saw the headline about him saying, I saw I saw something, I heard something. I don't remember where the hell I got it from. I know somebody had it on the paper, but I also do vaguely remember hearing it in the Vlad TV interview. It doesn't matter, okay? Listen to what he actually said. This is it.
0: I think hip hop is about being yourself, okay? And I think, yeah, it'd be pretty difficult for me to like listen to a gay rapper talk about kissing a dude, you know what I'm saying? Like that just, uh, that's not really my cup of tea. You know, neither is certain type of, of hip hop, you know, subgenres that I'm just really not into.
1: Yes. If, if you don't have the Vlad TV podcast, uh, you should subscribe to it. It's on iHeartRadio podcast network. And, um, that actually came out today and, and Vlad, Vlad actually put out his throwback interview from 2014 with Logic. And that is the interview that I was, that I was referencing. Uh, let's play that line one more time.
0: I think hip hop is about being yourself. Okay. And I think, yeah, it'd be pretty difficult for me to like, listen to a gay rapper talk about kissing a dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that just, uh, that's not really my cup of tea. You know, neither is certain type of, of hip hop, you know, subgenres that I'm just really not into.
1: Okay. So salute to my guy, Logic. All right. Once again, I don't fuck with people for the sake of just fucking with people, but whatever. The internet is still going to have its own narrative of me and say I'm wrong. And your uncle Charlotte doesn't care because the version of me that you created in your mind is not my responsibility. All right, Uh, Logic, we will talk soon. Now, back to your regularly scheduled Brilliant Idiots program.
2: Yo, but can't we just, can't we just say cut that shit out? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to dismiss mental illness and depression and anxiety and all these things I come from a family that has tons of mental illness. I'm very familiar with it from a young age. I've been very familiar. That being said, some of this shit is like, yo, cut that shit out, bro. Cut that uh, shit out. Nah, you can't do that. Out. I'm sorry. You didn't get your nah. favorite pair of sneakers. You're depressed. Cut that shit out. You got a math test tomorrow. You got anxiety. Shut the fuck up. Cut that shit out. We can't enable too much of it. There's a lot of enabling going wrong and around. And maybe that's because like, every correction is an overcorrection. Like, maybe there was no awareness of mental health. So now there's an over-awareness of mental health. And then maybe we'll settle somewhere in the middle. Maybe that's the case. So maybe this is just like a necessary you know, a uh, bridge that we have to cross and ever to get where we want to be. But some of that shit is just cut
1: it out, B. I, I, w- I wish it was that easy, Schultz. And and, and, the, only, and the reason I can't dismiss that is because, like, I was talking about earlier, I don't know what gets people to that point to be now. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what gets you to that point now to where you say, yo, you might want to end it all. But I can honestly say I can see where for these kids, it, 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 poss- it can't possibly be easy, yo. Because imagine... Imagine dealing with that shit. Imagine dealing with just the anxiety and depression and the low self-esteem and insecurities that come with life. And we, as human beings who are a species who always need validation, who always need to feel appreciated, who always need to feel loved, we go online and talk to all of these motherfuckers that don't give a shit about us. Mm. We express these emotions, and then literally it's thousands of people telling you, kill yourself.
2: Nobody's asking you to be online, though. That's a choice. That, that's no one's true asking too. you to make music. Nobody's asking you to do albums. Nobody's asking you to monetize your life and exploit your life for your art. No one's asking you. And if you are willing to do that, you have to know the cost of that. It's like all these famous people that like are upset that the paparazzi follows them around. That's the cost of being famous. And if you don't want to pay that price, then you ain't gonna gotta be famous. No one asks you to be famous. No one I ever said, that. "Hey, Kim Kardashian or Brad Pitt or." Sarah Jessica Parker or whatever. We want you to be famous. No one ever asked. Y'all wanted that shit. Unfortunately, it's not going to be just mansions and millions. There's going to be a couple things that are annoying that you got to deal with. Some guy following you, you at a camera when you walk out of a restaurant having the best meal you've ever had in your life.
1: I agree with that, but I think that when you deal with mental health struggles and you're not at that place of healing, you you you, you may want to be in your life all of that added pressure, all of that added judgment, all of that added opinion, it can push you, it can push you over the leg. I get it. And I, and, yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on nobody. No, That's why I I can't, wants, I can't. Nobody wants, nobody
2: wants I don't want to see anybody hurt themselves. I don't wanna see any of that kind of stuff. And you know, maybe I'm less sensitive than the average person just because I've dealt with the most severe versions of mental illness. You know. When I when I hear people like talking about how anxious they are cause it's gonna rain tomorrow, I'm like, man. But maybe I should have more empathy. Maybe I should be like, okay, they're learning what this is, and they're going to be able to like, you know, partition that shit out and find out what the extreme I, versions I, are and what the what the little stuff I, is.
1: I, I think you should have more empathy because you watched you watched the, the the decline, right? And you don't know how that happens. Yeah. So I have to have empathy for that, you know. And I've seen this happen to other people before. Like you just like, where did that decline come from? Yo, jazz. Are you like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like I have. Empathy, because I don't know what's what drives people to that to that to that that level. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, as much as I would love to say, man, man, the fuck up or you gotta have tough skin, nah, I don't know. And I don't wanna be responsible for, you know, what a person is feeling, even if my intentions weren't that. So that's that's actually one of the reasons, you know. I I, I I can't wait to chop it up with him. And that, you know, he, when Rob put us together, that's what he said. He was like, man, I really appreciate everything you do in regards to mental health. He even said that in the Rob interview, but he was mm. just like, yeah, I would love to just talk with you about, you know, family and life. And man, when I see stuff like that, it's just like, who would I be to throw my middle finger to that kid? I'll uh, be like, nah, fuck that kid. I'm a, I'm a 42 year old grown man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I have people around me in my life that, Lean on me in that way, even though I might be going through my own shit. They lean on me in that way, and even though he he's not somebody I consider a friend or I don't I don't know him like that. If he's man enough to reach out in that way, come on, man. Of course I'm going, I'm going to reply back and have a conversation with that. See, I almost said half a brother. I'm an <laughs> asshole. I'm trying here. I almost said I literally, I literally thought about it. Did you see my brain working? Like don't uh-huh. fucking. Say it. You said it. You didn't just I think about it. I fucking said it. <laughs> did. Why did I say? Why the fuck did I say that? That's why nobody takes me serious. <laughs> that's why no, I'm serious. That's why that's that's exactly why nobody takes me serious. But I pr- trust me, my intentions are pure. And um, salute to Logic. We 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 gonna chop it up and we are gonna build soon. I, I really want to just bring everybody together in that space that's having these conversations about like mental health in a real way. Logic mm. and G Herbal and. You know, Wale. Like I would love to have everybody just come together and sit down with different mental health professionals, like Dr. Rita Walker and you know Dr. Alfie Noble and um, Dr. Jessica Clemens, and just everybody yeah. just come together and let's just let's just chop it up and build, create a safe space for people going through that shit right now, man. For real,
2: we should yeah, we should I organize saw, something man. where we get everybody together and I just go, yo, cut that pussy shit <laughs> out. You gotta man the
1: fuck up.
5: (laughs)
2: up. Stop bitching and whining, y'all. A bunch of millionaires deal with that shit.
3: Money don't matter. Have Donald Trump at the end to say it is what it is.
4: It is what
1: what it is, is, (laughs) y'all. Hey, it is what it is. By the way, I can tell you something though. As crazy as it sounds, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that shit works. What? Man up. I've told y'all that story about the one time where I really, 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 really thought I was going to kill myself. And that was 2003 or four. And this when I was like really into like, I was doing youth ministry at Muhammad Mosque, number 38. And I was really trying to be on the righteous path because my now wife had left me. And I was like, I'm going to be the man that she wants me to be. So I was... Really heavy in the religion and spirituality, and doing youth ministry at the mosque and going to the Baptist church. I was all over the fucking place, bro. Like I didn't know whether I wanted a bean pie or a Bible. I was just everywhere with it, right? And I'm, 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 I'm at my my boy's house, where I'm not gonna say his name anymore because he's married now, and I don't know if he's told this story to his wife. But if you're a longtime Brandy listener, you probably know who I'm talking about. So we at the house, and you know we end up having a great time with two women. Menage a trois action is going down. And I thought that I was going to hell. I was like, I am going to hell. I just had sex. And I'm you know, I just, I'm trying to give my life to God. But I'm out here getting drunk and having sex. I was like, I don't deserve to live. Like, I was on it like that. And I don't know if it was my, my now wife or my, my, my boy Frosty. Somebody called my pops. And my pops drove an hour and a half from Mount's Corner. Came to Columbia, South Carolina. We sitting outside the step, uh, the steps of the apartment I was living in, and I'm telling them what happened. My daddy looked at me, and my daddy said, So you mean to tell me? I drove an hour and a half. Cause you got drunk and got some pussy? You wanna kill yourself because you got drunk and got some pussy? Well, goddammit, where the lick in the motherfucking women at? Cause you got me stressed the fuck out now. Hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? And that? For whatever reason, that put everything back in perspective. <laughs> like, yo, he, he was like, he was that put everything back in perspective. What his did next Duval li- say? Listen, his next line after that was, bruh, you ain't gonna always get shit right. Sometimes people fuck up. Like th- what the fuck, man? Smile, bitch. <laughs> Smile, bitch. Come on, like yo, it's that
2: simple. Smile, bitch."
1: You know what it is, though? I had an expectation of myself. There you go. And I feel like I let myself down. There
2: it is.
1: If you Not can't realizing- change the
2: situation, change your perspective, bro. Exactly. Change your perspective so- on that menace Twan. Now you look back at that, you were like, I was pounding that push.
1: I don't even, you know, I guess. I, 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 I look back on it now, and what I should have done in that moment was take my ass to the church and confess all my sins. And, and and repent, okay? That's what I should have done. But what did you do? Smelled your fingers all night.
4: <laughs> oh, shut
2: up. <laughs> Dad was probably right next to you. Hey, let, me, let me smell their fingers too. Is that what y'all do? What? Smell
1: our fingers with our dads?
3: No. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, that's what
1: y'all do. Oh, no, smell the our funny, fingers. Hey, hey, the funniest part, right? Yeah. I'm talking to my boy and I'm like, man, I can't be doing that no more. He said, doing what? I said, man, sleeping with, sleeping with, you know, different women. Like, I want to get married and do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yo, it, it didn't bother you the way they was talking to us. Cause, you know, they was like, get your ass in here. Take your pants, like that type of shit. And he was like, no. <laughs>
4: Smile, bitch. Oh, <laughs> Come on. I not mean, Did it bother you? Let's go.
1: <laughs> it didn't bro. bother me. Who's oh. this dude?
4: <laughs> exactly. That's hey, by, the way, God, by the bro. way, by the way, by the way, that's dude? the hood, me? though. Hey, the hood, is,
1: the hood is like that, though. The hood is like, this nigga. This nigga tripping, cuz. This nigga, man. Come on, bro. We over this, bro. Shake it off. You uh, just gotta shake how, it shake off.
2: You can't shake off a little threesome. Said it, too?
3: it didn't bother you that you sound so concerned.
1: You don't even know where I was at in my life at that time. No, I, was I don't. Literally, I was in the church. I was in the mosque. I was trying to get into heaven. <laughs> You're doing everything I, you could to get to heaven. And You're then I realized, mosque. man, now I understand this whole repentance and forgiveness thing. Because, boy. Sinning is fun. It ain't fun. It's just too easy not to do it. it wasn't And is it a sin? Is it a sin because you have sex? Say again?
2: Yes. Like, you have sex? Yes. It's a sin. Who says who? God. A <laughs> Is it sin
3: if you're cheating? Hold on. Is it sin if you were cheating? Yes.
1: I wasn't cheating. It's me and my, me and my girl cheat. were broke up. It's not a sin to oh, so cheat. Then
3: why are you upset? Hold what
1: up. Because Chips I was trying at- to be the man that I wanted her to, that I know she wanted. He was trying to do so some I, gay so, shit. So I don't practice bad habits. Yo, yo,
4: Wait, hold on. on. Y'all weren't together,
3: but you're trying to be the man that she.
1: Yeah, because in my mind, vision, Taylor, vision. I knew that we would eventually be together. Okay. Right. So I wanted to prove to God hey, come on, bro. that I could be the person that oh, is worthy God. of this woman that I've prayed for my whole life. Yeah, I told my wife that last night. I told my wife, I said, I love you. I told her that this morning, matter of fact. Mm. No, I said, I, I kissed her and I said, mm. I love you. I said, I prayed for you. Meaning I prayed for her. About what? What'd you pray? I prayed for her. I prayed to have that type of relationship. Oh, I prayed. I, it. I prayed for you. God, I wow. prayed. Like I prayed for you. I prayed. That was before that before,
2: or after too. you destroyed those boxes down there in South Carolina. Was that? When were you praying? <laughs> did you did you spray some Holy Ghost <laughs> <out> <laughs> as, <laughs> as part of that prayer? <laughs> oh,
5: this guy, man! I was just trying Father, to be a good man.
2: Son, holy Ghost. Give it. me a woman That would do nothing That these ladies Are doing right now <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> The crazy part is I take those oaths Just like I took An oath with myself In October of 2016 uh-huh. To be completely faithful To my wife mm-hmm. And I am that So, That's hey, was so you. good that's what I'm talking about. Light it up. Light it up.
3: man, I'm not going to light what it
1: up. Hit hit the I'm weed, gonna... Tell me bro. Taylor. What? I want to no, hear, I want to hear the Taylor, Tell it.
3: You got anxiety from that time, but y'all were still together and you, were, and you cheated and stuff like that. So why didn't you was, feel bad? I was I, I
1: was get, I was getting anxiety then too. I was just I was just testing the waters. You know what I'm Dude, saying? What? I was I, <laughs> what? I was pushing I was pushing against what I knew was wrong. Okay. And that's why I was ne- I wasn't in a good headspace. I knew you With know, all those doing girls in a good news I knew I knew oh. cheating on my wife was absolutely positively wrong. I knew that. I knew that. I
3: That's know, the- but how come you didn't have like anxiety, like you didn't
2: feel-
1: I did! It was terrible!
3: But then why'd you do it again then?
1: Because that poon
2: on me feels good on me. <laughs>
1: We neither confirm I never really nor deny. That, <laughs> really that, yeah.
2: that punani nani tsunami nami. What's that song? Yo, know, we just yo.
1: We don't be knowing, yo. Men don't be knowing. We don't, we don't
2: be don't know knowing. I mean, no, I know why. I know why. We don't do be know knowing. Why. Except when <laughs> he knows.
5: You <No. laughs> know what I mean?
3: Now he knows, but I we know don't be why. knowing. Tell you know us why? why. You know why? You, got, you felt the type of way that she
1: I, has I said. I had a fragile ego. Uh. Ah.
2: Yeah.
1: I was insecure. I had imposter syndrome. Mm. I thought I had high self-esteem, but it really, I had low self-esteem and I was feeding my ego with those other women. That's what that was. Cause I always say men cheat for ego, women cheat for emo, which is emotional reasons. It was all ego. Cause sometimes as men, we think that's what we're supposed to do. We supposed to be out here knocking them all down. Until you get to that point in your life where you realize, like, nah. Wait a minute, emo stands for emotional? You didn't know that? I thought
2: emo was like eat me out. Shut up. Oh my God. I thought this whole time it was like <laughs> your boyfriend or husband isn't eating you out, so you're cheating on a dude because he'll go
1: down and eat the puss. There's a good joke there. There's a good listen, ho, show, seriously, listen. There's a good, there's a good <laughs> oral <laughs> sex joke with ego and emo.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Because ego could be eat. Eat girls out, uh-huh. or eat, eat guys out, eat guys eat out. Yeah, there we or go. Eat me out, like there's something there. There's with something the whole there. Ego emo. Thing. I was workshopping it. I was workshopping it. Yeah, something there. The moral of the story yeah. is: uh,
2: sometimes peach- you got to try something new before you commit to your <laughs> old thing.
4: <laughs> I still got it, baby! I still got it! I'm here, baby! He's never left. Small, bitch! Oh,
1: my God. The moral of the story is be faithful to your women. That's part of... Hey, that's part of being mentally healthy. I don't... All you young boys, do your thing. Mm. But when you get to a certain age and you realize you got a lot to lose and by a lot, I mean your wife and possibly your family, you'll want that. And when Taylor talks about the anxiety, yes, the anxiety of... Watching my father lose his family because of his infidelity, there watching uncles of mine lose their families because of their infidelity, that definitely gave me anxiety. And I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. Mm. So that is. that's when I made a conscious decision to really sit down and mind my motherfucking business. And I am going on four years. Let's go. Faithfulness, baby. Let's go. And yes, I want a motherfucking medal for that. Let's go. Well, should why should not I get a medal for that. you're freezing
3: now. No, you don't get a medal.
1: Anyway, look, why? guys.
3: Not for four years.
1: Guys. You get medals
3: for four years of sobriety.
1: Yeah, you, you get medals for weeks of sobriety. Yes.
3: You cannot
1: compare. And vagina's way worse than drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's true.
2: That's true. Yes. You've been sober from girls. Really? You've been hober. Hober. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Homer Simpson. That's Homer Simpson. About pussy? over Simpson. I just talking about I get around, pussy? I get around other pussy and I go, oh! <laughs> and don't, then I
1: fade away into don't. the bushes. <laughs> and then I fade away into the bushes and go home to my family, Taylor. Yo, you wish you had a
2: Homer Simpson. Bro, you know what's crazy, Charlamagne, Is you went from fading into the bushes to fading away from the <laughs>
3: You get it.
1: <laughs> like you put, you put your dick into. No, the I'm, bush. I'm just fading into a different kind of bush. That's all. There we go. Look, I fade into a different kind. Guys, of bush. Um, I gotta go. Let's do it. Um, as always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart. You think we're intelligent. You think we're brilliant. You're absolutely right. If you listen to this podcast and you think we're just a couple of idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>